Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fake Nerd Podcast. Definitely wasn't about to say that. What? <laughs> what? Um, Fake Nerd Podcast. We're off to a good start this week. Uh, a little early this week for us uh, on a Sunday. It's yeah, not it's very nice. The very sun nice. is still outside. I have energy. Uh, we've done this once before where we did it early in the morning. Yeah, I think we should do it more often. Uh, it's so nice. Um, well, we did say when we were going to. Sorry. Ben Magnet. Yes, hello. <laughs> Ryan Neliopoulos. Hello, it's me. Sparks Witty. It's a me. And of course, Sparks Witty. No, that's Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a me. Oh, Chris Pratt. And of course, I'm Brandon T. McClure. Um, we we were talking about you know going back to in-person recordings. We tried to do earlier again, uh, but and that then, hasn't yeah. yet, yet happened because we still keep alternating between the two schedules, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah schedules happen. Schedules be schedules. But we're here now. Uh, we yeah. are here now, and uh, we have some links in the description. Okay. Not a lot. Um, let me pull it up real quickly, because I was definitely. Super 100% prepared. Ryan, you <laughs> don't have a downright annoyed. It's in the future. In the description. Literally, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to go do that. <laughs> but I have the link for that episode in the description. Nice. So, awesome. you know, you can go over there and, and wait. Uh, I, uh, I, I'll talk about it in my week what the movie I watched, and then I'll bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we have uh, Sparks was kind enough to cut out our, Shang- our Shang-Chi review. That's true, and uh, we that's up, that's up as its own separate review special now. Yep, I like on YouTube. it. YouTube, just like the it. topics, and uh, and then I have a conversation episode. Nice with Travis Alexander um, from the Kaiju Weekly podcast. Um, that's also the episode. Kind of, a, I want to talk a little bit about that episode because I really liked talking to Travis. <laughs> it was a really good conversation. Um, conversation, l- conversation. Thank you. It was a little late because of the week I've had, but. Um, I did make the decision in that episode to talk about how I'm going to put the show on hiatus for a bit to record new episodes. I do a, like a long spiel on it, so I'm not going to do it here. Uh, but just know the next episode with Michael Hamilton uh, will be the final episode of what I'm going to call season one. So, All right. All right. Season uno. And that's all the description links. All right. Look at that. Yeah. So not a lot this week. Oh, there's a fitness watch. <laughs> I just immediately re- forgot. There is a fitness watch for episodes for Lower Decks, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks 5 and 6. Um, Michael Carls from the Downright Nerdy Podcast and I get together to talk about the, those two episodes we skipped the week befo- before. Mm-hmm. Solid as hell episodes. Jeffrey Coombs is in the, is in the latest episode. Ooh. And he's Star Trek royalty, guys. He's so good. The reanimator himself. Um, so that's up there. And then more Victor watches are coming this week for some of the stuff that we also put out. What if 5 and 6? This week. What if we did put oh, out a what we if we caught up six. on those episodes? It, are these in here? They are. Uh, <laughs> I'm just blind. <laughs> Very prepared. Um, oh, I, the actually, lower decks. Uh, uh, Brandon still waking up at 3 p.m. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, lower decks five and six is actually coming up this week. What if five and six, which is in the description? You keep saying lower decks five and six coming out this week. Is it six and seven? I would assume because you have episode five up. Then it's six and seven. <laughs> Look at that. Um, Stay tuned for that. Hey, guys, it's early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what if five and six? Yes. Uh, what if zombies yeah. and what if Killmonger save Tony and, Stark? And what if seven is up tomorrow yeah. and Lower Decks is up tomorrow? Whoop. Yep. Love it. Uh, Love to hear it. All And you can find all those things, obviously, if you like this video and subscribe to this channel. So, you know, there you go. That's that's the links. That's all the links now. And the Zeldas. Thank you. That's all the links. We were pretty cold on those two uh no, we were cold on one of those what ifs and not on the oh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. spoilers for our review. You should check it out. Definitely. Yeah, totally. Find out which one. Who wants to go first of the week? Not me. All right. Ben? Take that. Oh, Sparks? <laughs> I hear Brandon. Take does. that, Patriarchy. Yeah, I hear Brandon does. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Well, I don't have a lot. 
Um, Guess what? That's all, me a lot of the time too. I'm pretty sure I, uh, that's a lot of us this week. I uh, um, I, I mentioned last week that I started a new job, and uh, I hate it. I hate it. It's awful. Oh, cool. I'm glad uh, you're <laughs> you're already there. <laughs> it, I'll tell you off air. I talk yeah. about it uh, a, a bit in my conversation, so I don't want to retread anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a really bad week, so I I just kind of fell into just watching uh, more Battlestar Galactica with Zara. Mm-hmm. Um, we're almost through season two of Battlestar. It's my favorite show, and right now it's offering a lot of comfort. Um, which is strange if you know that show. Uh, but There's it's humanity and nice moments in it. Yeah, I mean, there are. Uh, Admiral Adama is great. Um, so I really enjoy going back through that show. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot more to say other than that, so I'll just go on to what I did other than that. I, I, I had a whole list yeah. of things I wanted to get done. Mm, I'm fine. Okay. I had a whole list of things I wanted to get done, like Neon Genesis, uh, like Evangelion, the fourth Evangelion film, more Doom Patrol, but I only got to watch one episode of Doom Patrol of season two. So it's the first episode of season two. Uh, that show is still awesome. It's incredible what they can do with such a small budget. Um, There's a whole like miniature set that was awesome. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Love that. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser is still great. Matt Bomer is still great. Timothy Dalton is great. Love it. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, I'm always amazed at just kind of the production value for, for obviously a small budget, but like the stuff they can get away with is wild. Yeah. I'm sure we'll embellish a little bit when we get to our book club later. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, that yeah, that so I only watched one episode of Doom Patrol. I did watch most of the new season of Nailed It. Uh, season six of Nailed It is out. Oh, wow. Um, this was a hilarious show. That show is so funny. Um, Jack McBriar was on this season. Nice. Really? Yeah, and it, and it's always weird when, like, like Joey King was on the la- was la- last season. But it's weird, like... Jack McBriar is like a known actor, and he's on this show with these nobodies. And I was like, they should do, a, they should really do like a celebrity. Nailed it. That's the lead up. That's that's the that's the summer premiere. Yeah, maybe. And uh, then I watched one movie. I w- I'm trying to get through all of the Daniel Craig James Bond films uh, before No Time to Die. So you're uh, running out of it. I am running out of. I'm running out of time to die. Yeah. Um, I watched Casino Royale last week, and I watched Quantum of Solace just yesterday. Mm. I also Sounds watched familiar Quantum of Solace yesterday. <laughs> did you? Yes. Uh, did you watch the Blu-ray? Is that why you That's tweeted how me? I, I saw. I saw your tweet earlier that you watched the Valkyrie trailer, and I'm like, why do you watch the Valkyrie trailer? And then I put in the Quantum of Solace Blu-ray, and immediately it was the Valkyrie trailer. I'm like, oh, he's watching Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Valkyrie as in like the Tom Cruise Let's yes. Kill Hitler movie? Yeah. yeah. Man, I remember watching that movie in theaters. I haven't seen that movie yet. Um, I, I think it's good. He I liked it, yeah. <laughs> there's a bit in the trailer, real, real quick, because you, you brought up the tweets. I brought up the tweets, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that uh, as the trailer goes on, there's some there's some good like incidental trailer music in it, and all of a sudden I hear dun 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 and it's the Saw theme. Mm-hmm. And so the Saw theme is all of a sudden playing through this Tom Cruise Let's Kill Hitler movie. And I'm like, this is wild. Why is this happening? Because it's back before like Saw was too iconic that they couldn't just use that music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now now it's it's too far. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do it now. But it was wild to see right, it, yeah. to hear it there. Um, but yeah, so I watched Quantum of Solace. It's the second Craig Bond film and the only Bond film to ever follow up from a previous Bond film. Um, also the shortest, which makes it very palatable. It's only an hour 24. That's wow. true. Um, uh, it is it's like Venom. It is not a good movie, though. It's a mess in editing. They clearly don't know what the story is, is meant to be. To be fair, it is not the director's fault. The writer strike was happening at the same time. Um, a lot of bad movies came out at that point. Um, the, the movie the, should have been postponed. The movie should have been postponed, but the script wasn't even written when it was, when it was uh, filming. 
So. They were writing, because I, I just watched a video about it. They were writing it like day by day. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you make big stunts like this? And just like, yeah, I'll just write a script later. Who cares? I'm well, like, the, the uh-huh. actual sequences were already mapped out. It yeah. was just getting there. Yeah. I'll, I'll start talking about my week because I watched Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace this week. They work well together. Huh? They work uh, well together. They work better together, yeah. certainly <laughs> on Quantum of Solace's end. Uh, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think Quantum of Solace, even as it is, really provides a satisfying arc that follows Casino Royale. Like sure. either leave it alone, or if you're going to follow up, it doesn't. It it lacks bite. Um, everybody else is talking about what Bond is going through, and Bond's not really dealing with it or showing it. Mm-hmm. Which is like you can say like, oh well, he's that's the whole point is he's avoiding it. And I'm like sure, but also like the character just literally isn't actually engaging with the material of it. Yeah, everyone else is talking about well, he's upset because Vesper. A lot of and, telling, and he's not just showing. Like, and he's just like no, and then he literally will not be showing that he's yeah. dealing with it and i'm like oh okay so he's fine yeah it's, it's wild there's but the also end of the movie's like nah he he was dealing with it there was a <laughs> lot of there's a, a scene in the movie which is very clearly um uh, judy dench getting shot oh yeah yeah and she's just fine oh yeah um it's it's so in, it's so crazy to me like how watching this movie and like the it, the fact that the movie short. like doesn't end with him getting mr white really bothers me yeah because Mr. White still gets away, right? And, well, and like, and one. they leave the setup that like he's gonna find him again in the middle of the film because he's at a place where he is, oh, right. and Bond doesn't notice him. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, so he's gonna get him in like the third. No, that's never paid off. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The fact that they carried him over from the end of the previous film and then just left him hanging out there, and like it wouldn't bother me if we didn't see him a second time in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, man, this whole movie's just kind of like underwhelming but jeffrey wright comes back as felix slider and it's the only time that he has until no time to die so i'm really happy i'm always happy to see him uh back as that character yeah he has more of a character in this one than but, but casino royale he's barely a person in casino royale <laughs> that's true um and he, but he's fun in this and no then, i mean like jeffrey wright's great that character isn't really a character what's that, what's that guy what's that guy the guy the guy that he tortured in the last movie that's his best friend in this one the guy who dies oh uh Wait, that who tortured? Oh, Matt Mathis. Mathis, yes. Yeah, Mathis what? is like the standout part of Quantum of Solace. It's funny to me because like days ago he was being tortured by MI6. Yeah, and 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 like response to this mo- to this movie where it's set, and like he's just like, yeah, okay, Bond, I forgive you. We'll just go off and do this adventure together. Yeah, we homies now. And it's like you were just tortured, dude. But he's also like. He's an all right character in Casino Royale. I would argue he's the best character in Quantum of Solace. Mm, yeah, well, I would. Yeah. I would honestly make that argument. Uh, but the problem is, like, the whole film doesn't hold enough weight on Bond's connection to him. Mm-hmm. Even his moment when he gets revenge for him is like a blink and you miss it. I totally forgot when he's just like, "We have a mutual friend." We have a mutual like, friend, and he shoots the guy, and the guy's dead like <laughs> instantly. And then, then we move on, and I'm like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, when that happened, I was like. Oh, the, that was the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got yeah. It. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I think Quantum of Solace has a lot of problems. Um, it's all right. Uh, it definitely like lives in the shadow of Casino Royale in a not great way. Yeah. And Casino Royale hasn't aged the best. It's good. It hasn't aged the best. It's a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a really like in hindsight, awful handling of a poker tell. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. It's it's like yeah. soap. Like we're supposed to be like, man, Bond's so good at reading people. I'm like, 
anybody in that room could read that tell. And then they're, and then I think like the movie makes you think like they're going to be like, oh no, he was tricking Bond to make the tell really it obvious. And they're like, does. no, he just found out that Bond knew that was his tell, so he milked it, but it was his tell. <laughs> and it's like, uh, 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 <laughs> this is not good poker right bad poker good parkour and it, it's it's really funny to watch like this 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 like these four movies because by the time it's always like because in a royale Lashif was working for quantum we find we meet quantum in the night in quantum solace and then skyfall ignores all that right and to then, its benefit to its benefit and then specter is like oh no it was actually specter all along and they killed vesper and they were running quantum and because like, i got the rights to specter like oh like, we can finally be james bond now but it's just seeing this I think it was a mistake to serialize the Craig Bond films because they keep kind of doing it at the end of each movie of being like, oh, by the way, we're connecting these movies. Um, if you know, they were better, I might have. I you might know, say I differently. Don't, I don't particular mind for like a new modern franchise to to make them more interconnected, but not to the degree that they did. Like it could still be like an anthology type thing, but maybe do have the bad guys be interconnected. So the final movie is like, oh, it's the whole time. Like these different missions meant something. Yeah, but you got to think about it ahead of time because by no, the time uh, yeah, we yeah. get to like Skyfall and Spectre, it was clearly that they were like, oh, we're gonna drop the thing, yeah. and then we're like, oh no, we're not. So so my whole thing about it is that like the implication was when Casino Royale came out, to my mind. That this was supposed to be the thing that made Bond a cold-hearted bastard towards women, and yes. he never cared about relationships because of what happened with Vesper, so he never got invested in it, and he became a more efficient killer because of it, and that was going to be like who he was after that. But then every movie that isn't Skyfall is like, no, Vesper still hangs over his head, man, like yeah. all the time, like he's actually never let it go, and I'm like, oh, like what? <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, wh- why? <laughs> I think it's time. It's time to die. Uh, yeah, I, I. I really want no time to die to be good. The track record says it will be because you have like a good one, then a eh one, then a good one, then a eh one. Let's hope. (laughs) So hopefully. Yeah. uh, But I'm also like, because it's all, because the previous like Quantum of Solace being the follow up that it was, and then Spectre already trying to like retroactively bring in everything that came before as relevant. This film also doing that is like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, and I like Craig as Bond, and I, I wish that he had more, he had, like, better movies, honestly. Like, I think Skyfall and Casino Royale are, like, top ten Bond, but, like, Spectre and Quantum really, like, take him down a peg, and it's such a shame. It's, if you look at, like, Mission Impossible 4 on yeah. against the Craig Bond films, what they got right there is, like, there is continuing relationships and story going on around Ethan, but it's not, the primary focus of the film isn't tied to that. Yeah. It's that he's dealing with a thing and there's a subplot of what's continuing on in the background for him. Yeah. And that's always the thing. Whereas Bond's films, when they want to continue it, are always like, it's subplot, but it's actually main plot, but it's also a subplot of the main plot. It's yeah. all connected. So instead, like, the main plot becomes, well, this is a small linchpin in the bigger thing of the thing that's bothering Bond and is the interconnected thing. And so, like, it does the inverse and it doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway. The next uh, one's Skyfall, and I'm excited to revisit that one. Oh, I am too, yeah. Bond talk. Oh, uh, by the way, by the way, real quickly before you get into the rest of your week, Mag is in the chat. Oh, hey. wow. There he is. And he you says, made it. Happy Sunday. Happy, happy Sunday. Sunday. What up? Um, was, that right. the, was that the end of your That's week? my week. Okay. Benjamin, let's uh, go down the... Oh, no, 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 I, I already, was, I already I started. Yeah, you're right. Um, you already started. Um, yeah, right. yeah uh, I, I'm doing the Bond stuff because I also, like, I have very... I, I hadn't seen Casino Royale or Quantum Solace in so long. Me I was too. like, I have horrible memory of everything that is in Skyfall because I fell asleep during Spectre <laughs> so, and saw it once. So I needed to refresh on everything before No Time to Die. Um, yeah, I, I, it's the same way. I haven't seen Quantum since theaters. Didn't you uh, see Spectre in IMAX? We did. 
Wow. Also, I think I think Casino Royale and Quantum Solace do a big disservice to Daniel Craig in general. Like he's way more talented than I think those scripts allow him to be. And mm-hmm. I could kind of like give it some leeway of the first one with Casino Royale, but like knowing how it goes, I'm like, uh, we really don't use him as well as we should. Anyway, um, I watched more of Only Murders in the Building. I'm caught up. That show's real good. Uh, really, really recommend it. That's a great, great Hulu show, mm-hmm, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished the season of Flash. Oh. I'm free. <laughs> um, Freedom! Uh, that kind of uh, sucks how you finish a TV show and you're like, I never have to watch this ever again. Man, it's... it's uh, They literally have the Speed Force fighting with them against Godspeed in the finale, as represented by Barry's mom. Um, mm. And also a whole bunch of speedsters, but also the Speed Force. And it's like, oh man, but we just, we just can't get Godspeed, darn it. We got to get Thawne in here. And I'm like, oh. all right, I guess. I guess the speed force itself isn't enough with all these speedsters. <laughs> Go get Thawne, I guess. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever think I would tell you that season seven of The Flash ended with Thawne and Barry fighting Godspeed with speed lightsabers? What? I heard about the speed lightsabers. Aye, aye, aye. Speed lightsabers. Aye, Are you aye, shitting aye. me? I'll be honest. No. When I saw the, I saw a clip of the speed lightsabers, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." I, you know, in a season that maybe hadn't like dragged itself through the mud the whole time, maybe it would have been. I I admit, like, I think it looks better than like just watching them like zip around and then a, s- a slow motion moment where they're like this, which we've seen a dozen times before. And then they yeah. zip around and there's no slow true. motion like this, and that then zip true. around. Like, it's it's definitely more engaging than that. I'll I'll give them that, but it's kind of like the moment like they do it and they come up like lightsabers. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> I was literally doing dishes, and then all of a sudden I was like, hold up, <laughs> what's happening? Why also, they that? like. They, like, introduce the guy who's actually Godspeed for, like, right at the tail end of the season. Again, like, I feel like the pandemic had something to do with some of this because uh, it's a shortened season and all this kind of stuff. But, like, man, you just don't get any time with God's Like, his the whole narrative behind it is, is weak, as, weak as hell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it, I'm looking forward to the, like, they at least set up, like, Thawne's involvement for the Inferno crossover. And I'm like, cool. I... I do want to see that crossover next season. So I'm seeing behind the scenes stuff of like actors posting stuff together. And I'm like, oh, this is. I'll watch the crossovers at least. Like yeah, that, that those are cute usually. Um, I want to talk about one other thing that I did this week. Uh, I read a bunch of Dune. That's obviously happening in the background. Ben and Jezzeret. We're talking about that. Oh, yeah. I, I also did. I also read not, Dune. I'm not reading comics right now because I'm reading Dune when Bernie I have time Halleck. to read or our book club. Yeah. Um. I want to do it this way. So first thing is uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I don't usually talk about what I'm listening to, but I do want to talk about this one, which is um, there is a podcast called The Journal, which is from The Wall Street Journal. Hmm. Right now they have a series. There's only four episodes out, but there's going to be more called The Facebook Files. And I just want to recommend that everybody listens to it because it's easy to sit and go and say, like, man, Facebook sucks. Mark Zuckerberg sucks. Like, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the, 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 like, system of Facebook is bad. Um but not really get what that means and how pervasive it is in our world and how entrenched it is. And this isn't me saying like, it's it's honestly not possible for me to cut Facebook or Instagram out of my life. I need Instagram for the show yeah. and I need Facebook for my job, which is silly, but I do. Really? Yes. Weird. Um, I have to have Corporate it. synergy. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm like, I, I can't cut these things out. And I'm not saying like people should, nor do I think like that's the message of the Facebook files. But I do think it is an amount of like, we need to be talking about the things that are coming out. So what this whole thing is, is on the journal, they have access to uh, internal documents from Facebook that show things that are known problems. These are things that like they show the records of people within Facebook saying, hey, this is an issue, putting out the things that could solve it. And higher ups, sometimes Zuckerberg himself saying, yeah, but don't do that. Oh, uh-huh. And that's what this is, and it's all really damning. And these are things through, like, um, celebrities who post revenge porn against people who claim that they sexually assaulted them. Uh, this is Facebook has information and data and studies about how Facebook and Instagram specifically affect teens' mental health that they don't share, and they do know it's harmful. They know it. Um, and uh, that they have solutions that they're not acting on. Um, and then there's also, like, this is the one that really got me. The third part of this talks about uh, how it's used for human trafficking uh, in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And that Facebook could do things about it and where they have taken actions and where they haven't and what kind of pressure has caused them to and what kind of pressure. And it's also really weird because you have an example story where the person who was trafficked also was able to use Facebook to get out of the situation. I see. So it's like you see both sides of the blade of it Yeah. in that situation. Um, and it's thus that we shouldn't have social media and more like there are clearly ways we can be more responsible with it and there are clearly things that we should know about them knowing that they can be more responsible about it yeah. that they're not acting on. We need to put the pressure for them to act on. So it's not necessarily like we shouldn't have Facebook at all or we shouldn't have these social media things at all. But there are ways to be responsible about. There are things that even they know they could be more responsible about. We need to put the pressure on and understand what those things are. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend listening to it. There, each part is 30 minutes. There's only four. Facebook they files? They are releasing more Facebook files. But that's not the podcast name. The podcast the is The Journal Got it. from The Wall Street Journal. Uh, it's very informative. I do think we should all just be aware. Because okay. we use these things yeah. all yeah. the time. And the last thing I'll talk about is a new chapter of Dragon Ball Super came out. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, really hope, because I was mad. That things haven't been spoiled for you, Brandon. No, I haven't been spoiled. Good, because Comic Book Resources was posting some shit, and I was like, yo, you gonna spoil it. You gonna spoil it. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, they're doing stuff with a character I didn't think was on the table. <laughs> so, Chatsu. I'm so pumped. <laughs> okay. He becomes a legendary Super Saiyan for no reason. There's there's some really cool stuff happening, guys. My, my reward for finishing Dune will be the catching up on Dragon Ball oh, Super. Oh, so uh, I I'm I'm way pumped. I love it. There's this uh, another great thing. This isn't as spoilery that that happened in the chapter is all about like uh, Vegeta to push his uh, power, his new form. He needs to like try and engage with his ego. So he's trying to do that by trying to act like who he used to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not the 100% working. And he even admits to, him, to himself, like, him talking to Beerus, but Beerus isn't there. And he's like, I just can't do it. I can't be that person uh, anymore. I can't be that that young, vile person Majin I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has to, like, find a different way to access this power. And he's trying to push himself to do it. And he's asking – he has this great moment where he asks Kakarot, like, let me – let me finish this fight. And Kakarot's like, I think you're going to die. And he's like, fine, let me finish this fight, though. And I'm like, oh, man, this is this is the good shit. This is the good times, man. I'm glad to hear that. I'm, okay, so we talk about how uh, Prince Zuko in Avatar Last Airbender has, like, one of the best redemption arcs. I also feel Vegeta needs to be in that conversation Oh, as well. 100%. With all I, he's been in that he's conversation. He's been in that conversation for decades. Ben. Uh, well, Sorry. I haven't heard about it much, okay? Oh, yeah, he's... Yeah, in Dragon Ball Z, he gets... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Vegeta, Vegeta is... 
massive archetype. Like, there is no world where Zuko isn't on some level inspired by Vegeta. Right. That's that's 100%. He's a prince who becomes a good guy. Yeah, the right. reason why right. the reason why I think you might not have heard of it is because most of the people uh, that are on Twitter, uh, you know, are, are are like the younger generation who haven't yeah. seen Dragon Ball Z and they've yeah. seen Avatar. Yeah. So being like Zuko and not knowing the context of Vegeta, oh, Vegeta I think yeah. is. Is kind of like why you've it's been missing he, out honestly, that conversation. He's been redeemed for so long, like he's just been a hero. Like he's a hero. Mm-hmm. He was Majin Vegeta in the nineties. <laughs> but yeah, I think like, what's so great about what Supers provided is that you have these moments, like the one that um, Brandon read with Moro, where he's on Namek and he's doing all these things to be like, I won't let you do anything to these people because he's trying to atone for his yeah. murdering of mm-hmm. them when he was there. Yeah, and that's just like those character beats were never in the original Dragon Ball. Uh, and Dragon Ball Z. And so, like, having that kind of stuff fleshed out with Vegeta here is, like, really powerful because Vegeta has very much become, like, a... I know how to... Like, Vegeta is finding his own way to be, like, I know how to be a better savior than Kakarot. Like, even if he can't be more powerful, he's better about knowing how to protect other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's kind of finding his own niche in that, which is really cool. Because Goku just wants to fight. Oh, yeah. And Vegeta's mm-hmm. like, I actually give a shit about, like, making sure these people don't die. Yeah. I don't want... Bulma and and Trunks to die. Kakarot's just like Dragon Balls, and Vegeta's like maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just and, don't let them die. And and Vegeta, Vegeta's all like, "Yo, I gotta go to a parent teacher conference with Bulma and Trunks, so but I might uh, be mad about it." <laughs> anyway, Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Super took yet another twist out of its pocket, and I was like, "Yo, this is real good. I didn't think we were gonna go here. This is great. Nice, nice. awesome. Uh, who next? Ryan. Hey, what's up? Um, I played. So they released a 2008 Iron Man skin. For Marvel's Avengers, and I'm a big old shell for that guy, <laughs> so uh, I definitely spend money on that that I didn't need to spend. But you know, whatever, I work hard, uh, and I play that. You know, I always play that. It's my good comfort game. Um, I watched two excellent movies this week. Um, I watched. Let's start with the 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 happy one. I watched another round, which is a Danish Mads Mikkelsen movie. Um, it's about a group of friends. It's a dramedy. It's about a group of friends who are turning forty, and like you know, they're kind of like. They're kind of like stale in life, you know, like like they, they do like the regular life thing. Like, hey, I did this study where when you're born, your blood alcohol uh, level is at like 0.5. So we need to live our lives being kind of drunk all the time to see if that actually makes our lives better. And it's hilarious and sad at the same time. I want to bring this movie up because it has, it has the only time I've ever cried out of joy uh, in a movie. Uh, I, I often cry during emotional sad stuff because that's easy, you know. Um, you know uh, I- emotional manipulation is easy, right? But... Maz Mikkelsen has a scene at the end of the movie uh, that is just so expressive about like his character like becoming free as a person uh, that I've I've never seen in a movie before, and I was literally crying with joy, and I've never had that happen. I was like, "This is the power of movies, man!" And it's like it made me really appreciate and love movies. And I'm like, if you want to feel real good, watch that movie. It's on Hulu. It's free. Nice, nice. Uh, then I watched a real bad time, and it's called uh, Possessor, um, and it's a great movie. But it's like it's a it's a it's br- uh, David Cronenberg's son, Brandon Cronenberg. Um, Oh, got it. Yep. Uh huh. It's a movie. I don't, I'm not gonna go into too much because it, it's super crazy, super wild. If you like *Malignant*, watch this movie. Um, it's about a hitman who takes over the bodies of other people to commit the assassinations, and then they kill themselves and gets transported back into their body. But it, the implications and the surreal, like cerebral nature of the movie is super crazy and super wild. Uh, definitely one of my favorite movies. It came out a couple, like last year or two years ago. But uh. Truly insane, truly insane shit. Like he is like definitely like the son of his father, like making great, great, great horror. Um, I've been thinking about that movie all week, man. It has some insanely disturbing imagery. Is Brandon Cronenberg um, old right now? Oh, uh, I would. Is David Cronenberg alive? Yes. Yeah. Okay, then he was in Star Trek Discovery this season. Yes. Yeah, David Cronenberg is like 70, 80. Got yeah. it. 
Um, yeah, I, those are the two movies I watched. Oh, I also watched, I guess this is a movie. Uh, I watched Vampire Hunter D, the 1985 original OVA or whatever they're called. Um, and that's going to be for uh, Downright Annoyed, Bored and Annoyed this week in a couple hours. Uh, that movie is awesome. Oh, my God. It's Castlevania, but it takes place 10,000 years in the future. And it's basically the Age of Apocalypse where, um, where like, the, the no- nobility of vampires rule the world. And it's basically like a class system thing, but it takes place in like a post-apocalyptic future where it's like science and magic are mixed. And like there's a bunch of mutants like the X-Men, but they're all like evil. And I looked it up and the guy was inspired by like old Hammer films because the villain of the thing, his name's Count Lee, and he's inspired by uh, Christopher Lee from the Hammer Horror films. That's cool. And after I learned, I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Like it very, it feels very much um, like Castlevania Netflix, but like th- like 40 years, 30 years before. Uh, excellent, great animation. Um there's definitely been some like sequels. It's based off of manga. Uh, been sequel animation things, and like I want to check all those out because like I was so inspired by this. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, it's from 1985, and it's an anime, so it's got some you know it's got some you know a gross anime shit. You know what are you gonna do? Uh, but everything else is like stunning, awesome. It's free on YouTube, uh, uh in high quality. Uh, that's why I watched it. I highly recommend it if you want to watch some really cool anime stuff. Cool, cool Draculas, cool Draculas. Cool. I read a four issue comic called Chamber which is based off the New Mutant, based off, uh, he was also in Generation X. He's the dude in New Mutants who has a giant flaming face. Uh, oh, yeah. His yeah. name's Jono Starsmore. He's British. I didn't know he was British. And two, he talks telepathically because he doesn't have a mouth. I also didn't realize that either. So learning a lot of cool stuff about that guy. It's by Brian K. Vaughn. It came out the same time he was writing um, Why the Last Man back in 2003. Mm-hmm. It's also aged poorly with some stuff, but I definitely could tell Brian K. Vaughn is a guy, uh, he is a guy with, he's trying to do, he's trying to do right by, by this writing and just you know he was just young and some of the stuff doesn't hold up but uh that's a great it's also comic. just the time it's also just the time yeah um but it's a great murder mystery comic about like mutants and like going to a school and like you know dealing with like being oppressed and like there's a character who, who's in a wheelchair um who's the roommate of jonathan and i in again like some of the writing of it's not good but i really like the character because his whole thing is like he had to work really really hard to get to the school, and right now in in two thousand three, uh, mutant uh, uh, X Men people get scholarships for being mutants, right? So Jonathan gets to go to school for free while this dude's in a wheelchair. He's like, I worked my ass off, and you just like walked in, and you have like super abilities, and you're super hot, and like nobody cares about me, and it's like my life really sucks, dude. And Jonathan's like, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm really sorry. Uh, and it's just really, really good stuff. Uh, so I checked that out on Marvel Unlimited. I love Marvel Unlimited. I read a lot of Chris Claremont X-Men, guys. I read the best period. I read the Dark Phoenix Phoenix stuff. There's a reason that's, like, so legendary. And now that I've read it, like, in its completion, like, 30 issues of everything, man, those screw those X-Men movies, man. They, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and also, like, no offense to modern comics, but, like, screw everyone who's written the Phoenix in the last, like, 15 years because, like, the Phoenix is not just a, a, a comic book uh, video game power-up. It is so much more integral to, like, Jean Grey as a person and, like, like, and like cosmic Marvel, and it's like they just turn into like, oh, now I'm super powerful. Uh, so X Men's great, Chris Claremont's great. Ben, take it away. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot this week. Uh, uh, let's see. The pretty much the only media I really consumed was like I was playing Super Mario 3D Land as a bit of a comfort game while I come home from a long hard day of work, just like do a level and then go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, besides, oh, I played Spider Man. I did the same thing with Spider-Man. Oh, I 100% nice. at Spider-Man. Miles nice. Morales. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. You did get the platinum for Spider-Man. That That's was awesome. That yeah, that was actually easy. It reminded <laughs> me of like comfort comfort game. I did play a comfort game. I played Spider-Man. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I mean, there was a Nintendo Direct this week. We're gonna talk about it. But the way I had to watch the Direct was, I, I was mad at not because the Direct happened. I was mad when the Direct was happening because normally when the Direct happens, it's at like it's either at nine in the morning or it's at one or two o'clock in the afternoon, which for me is perfect because then I could watch it before I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this time it was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is around the time when I leave my house to go to work. Watched it in the car. Which is what I did. I, I actually left okay, my then you watched I, it. I left my house early and I watched it on my phone in the parking lot at work. And then Fanny was texting me because I got I didn't get to work. Um, I was in the parking lot like twenty minutes after the direct started. So Fanny's like texting me all the spoilers of like, like hey, they're announcing the new Smash character at, on the fifth. It's like, oh my god, this is coming up. I'm like, you're spoiling it for me. Stop spoiling an announcement, man. So. Spoiling an event, yeah, interesting. Yeah, we we reached that time period. Well. Ben, ben, that ben, ben loves that Ben loves period. the Rex. I I do I do I look forward to a lot. Man, you got spoiled for the announcement of the character. <laughs> That's what not even the, a thing. I also played Knockout City with Pi. There nice. you go. Nice. Uh, so the only other media I watched that wasn't for like What If or Malignant or stuff that we had to do is I, out of sheer whim and how short they were, I figured F it, I'm gonna start Star Wars Visions. <laughs> Holy crap! The first three episodes are awesome. Very excited. To I watch that show. loved all three. I I loved every single second of those episodes. It was like it's just some some really good shit. The first one I feel for me is the best one because it's just so different and it's a just a very beautiful contained story. And the way the animation is and how it's it's black and white, but there's like you only see three colors: the red, the green, and the blue for the lightsabers. Ooh. And it's just so beautifully well done. Um. It's the first episode is the duel. I absolutely love. So far, that's my favorite one. I did. I, I did get to the one of the trigger episodes, and I really like the trigger one. But the first one was just like, damn, that set the bar high. I am hopefully going to watch it this week. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I I went to Frankenstein's again yesterday, and a buddy of mine bought me the one of the Pokemon uh, trainer packs, which is where you get oversized uh, Pokemon cards and you huge, get two, and you get two booster packs, which is actually cool because I thought when you get one of those packs, you only get one card, and it was one of the three starters, and they just released the Johto starters: Cyndaquil, Totodile, and Chikorita. Good news is you get all three of the starters, well, so you don't have to like keep buying these packs to say, oh, and you get all, so you get all three of them right off the bat, which is good, and it's the original artwork when they, those cards were first released. So I'm like, hey, I like this. This is cool. I'm gonna be hanging up Cyndaquil next to my um. Uh, uh, what you call it? The, I don't know, Ben. <laughs> the foam, the you know the the the, the print or the foam print that I have of my Pokemon Silver. No. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna be hanging Cyndaquil up next to that, and also in, included with um the, these cards, you also get two booster packs of the regular Pokemon cards. So I figure, okay, I haven't opened Pokemon cards like this since we went to saw Detective Pikachu. Mm. And the first pack I open, I pull a full art, a holographic Rayquaza. Um, Rayquaza, the, my, the first legendary. It's probably the rarest Pokemon card I've ever pulled in my entire life. I like how much it costs, Ben. Uh, I, I don't know. I I was just like, holy shit! I just pulled a legendary Pokemon. It's, pr- it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. so for me, I'm like, and that was my first pack I opened. I was like, holy shit! So other than that, now that that's my week. Cool. Nice. All right. Should we get into our news then? Let's do it. All right. We're here for the news. It's bread and butter time. We got some sad news up top. Mm. It's a sad sandwich. Willie Garson, uh, known for Sex in the City, his role is in Sex in the City. Uh, I know him from Stargate SG-1. Uh, he played the creator of Wormhole X, the TV series based off the true life Stargate. Look uh-huh. up a picture and you've seen him. Yeah. Uh, he passed away at the age of 57 due to a battle with cancer. Oh. Dang it. Dude, cancer has taken out like literally everyone we talked about recently. Yeah. I can't. God damn it. It's awful. Hey, F cancer, man. Yeah. He already uh, filmed the scenes for the new Sex and the City reboot. 
Oh, that's, I mean, I I wasn't sure that thing was actually like happening. Like, this is the weird fact about me. Like, I I grew up with a single mother, so or when she wasn't married. Uh, so like I watched a lot of uh, female-led shows. So like I watched all of Sex and the City in the movies. <laughs> so like I I'll probably watch this. Yeah, it's a uh, it's coming. Yeah, and, and uh, so he that's going to be his last thing. It looks like the, the Sex and the City reboot. That's a shame, man. That is. So. Um, yeah. All right. Wormhole X is a really funny joke in Stargate Issue One. X. Um, the 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 military wants to save them, wants to be like, let's make sure they don't do anything too real to what the Stargate program is. But like, maybe this could be good cover for us. Like, oh, you've heard of Stargate? You're talking about Wormhole X. Storgate. It's, uh, all right. Uh, and then they make it a movie. So anyway, it's a good show, Stargate. I believe it. Speaking of good shows, we got some quick news here. Uh, the Orville Season 3, which is actually going to be retitled The Orville New Horizons... Um, is coming to Hulu. Soft relaunch? A little bit. Sounds like it. All because right. it's moving from FX to Hulu. Okay. Mm. Fox to Fox Hulu. Hulu. Sorry. Mm. Um, and they released a little teaser. It's just the bridge and, and some dialogue for the next season. Uh, but they, they revealed the release date of March 10th, 2022. Mm. So I'm very excited. Cool. I love the Orville. I'm so happy to have it back. It's nice to have a good Star Trek show, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Just, just well, kidding. We got two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lower decks. Um, Lower Decks, Orville, very similar. Fantastic Beasts, uh, you know, let's groan for a minute. Uh, Fantastic Beasts released its next title. It's did Fantastic Beasts, colon. Did we find the beast yet? No. Oh. Damn it. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, colon, the secrets of Dumbledore. I was already not on board, but like that just, that's just like screams like we're desperate. Oh, they're 100% desperate. <laughs> like I, that's the one thing I, I don't need to know the secrets of Dumbledore. I'm sorry. I'm not interested. So I'm not even going to tackle the fact that he was gay though. I'm not interested. He's got like a uh, what was the thing the about not, the last movie? The not interesting secrets of Dumbledore. What's yeah. the thing like he has like a like a secret brother? What yes. was the dumb thing? Ugh, I don't uh, Ezra care. Miller is his oh, secret yes. brother. I super don't care anymore. Wait, Ezra, Ezra Miller is revealed at the end of Grindelwald right. to be a Dumbledore. His name's like Erroneous or something. Because the babies were swapped on a ship. <laughs> don't you remember the wife's the uh. baby swap? I don't remember that. Oh, I'm so glad we're not talking about this. <laughs> Ten movie. years after her, his mom canonically died. Hell yeah, <laughs> McGonagall. <laughs> McGonagall. The McGonagall and this. Oh. Yeah, we got to move on. What a terrible movie. We, we allowed the minute. <laughs> anyway, no, suffice no. it to say, listeners, we're not going to review this movie. <laughs> there are plenty of people who will go back to our Crimes of Grindelwald review, and you'll know why. <laughs> the, refer- the review that broke me. Uh. You know, I think I'd, you can just watch no, that movie no, yourself and I, I realize. Can't, I can't. I can't think about this. I can't, let's can then we why move don't on. We, then why don't I? Why, why don't I get you to think about Miss Marvel? I can think about Miss Marvel. Which, I, I like Miss Marvel. Which, as we suspected, wait, they moved it to April next April year, right? Fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two. That yeah. is a weird time. I gotta say. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what they're aiming for with that one. That's because a Harry Potter franchise oh, film okay. is usually a like summer, that's summer no, or no Christmas oh, I don't know. blockbuster. Yeah. They're just like April. I think that they're just trying not to be in competition with anything at this point. Mm. That makes sense. Probably. Um, but Miss Marvel, as we suspected when we heard, found out when Hawkeye was coming out, Miss Marvel has been pushed to 2022. Not surprised. All right. right. I'm sure it's the first show. It's next p- year. it's probably early. Yeah. There's always just a cut, like a little break between these things. So yeah. 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 I I suspect we're looking at Miss Marvel February, then She Hulk, and then Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most likely. Oh yeah. God! Th- what a lineup! Ooh, oh man! That's gonna be a good what one. What a year! That's gonna be a really good one. You can't. No offense to the the shows that we've got, but like, yeah, you mess up She Hulk, you mess up Moon Knight, then then I'm mad. <laughs> then I'm mad. And uh, Marvel, there's still time to fix Miss Marvel's powers. 
It's it, too it will late. be cool because these are gonna. <laughs> it, I am excited because next year will be the year where we get the Marvel Disney Plus shows that are like the the title characters are new. Yeah, we are getting the new introductions of characters. Yeah, hell yeah. Like we've seen new characters introduced in the other shows, but like this is this is like the focus. The introduction. It's, new, the, yeah. it's very much the same way as Shang Chi. Like yeah. Shang Chi was the first like new character we were introduced. I guess to Hawkeye's the closest to that because we're getting Kate Bishop. Yeah, but like as like a this is going to be like yeah. dedicated a, a dedicated Miss Marvel show is pretty exciting. She's still yeah. technically a Hawkeye, so it's you know <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, some news for you, Sparks. Yeah. What's <gasps> up? The Amazing World of Gumball. Guys, that's such a good cartoon. Making a comeback. Yum yum yum. Yeah, uh, I know that there were hopes that there could be a film uh, when they were coming out of the end of uh, the show. And I'm glad that that's come through. There was still rumblings that like, oh yeah, that was going to move forward. But the wild news is that it's coming with a revival of the show as well. Yeah. Um, So the news is uh, it's going to be heading to Cartoon Network and HBO Max. Ben uh, Bacolet? Bless you. I'm not sure. Um, who is the creator of The Amazing World of Gumball, yeah. is going to return to direct the movie. The movie is going to be written by Shane Mack, um, and he's coming back to showrun the new show. Uh, we only know about the movie, though. It will be designed to serve as a bridge between the original series and the new one. Wow. The film begins when Gumball's biggest fan finds the show's missing episode and accidentally opens a portal connecting his world to Gumball's cartoon world. Oh that sounds charming as hell. Upon meeting uh, his heroes, our super fan decides to team up with Gumball, Darwin, Anais? Anais. Yeah. Um, Richard and Nicole to save them from a nefarious force uh, overtaking Elmore while inadvertently unleashing a threat of, of their very own. So yeah, uh, this sounds like it's going to cause the reboot of the show and the, the reboot of the show will be new because... Gumball, I've said it before, but like Gumball is kids' Deadpool. It is ex- incredibly aware that it is a television show. Some of the characters are even in- aware of it um, to an extreme degree. Like there's a whole several episodes arc, but like the episodes aren't right next to each other. But like over the course of like two seasons of a character trying to make his way back into the television show after his character was written out. Oh, that's funny. Like that's, that's like a horror movie concept. Yeah, no, and he's and he's like he's half his body got jumbled when he was written off the show, so like he got mangled by being written out because he got thrown into the static of unimportance. Mm-hmm. And so like half his body is constant static. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. And yeah. he comes after Gump. I'm telling you guys like this is a really tight awesome show. I I know a lot of people online really like that show. It's I really remember, cool. I remember watching Gumball when I was in college, and I, at first I was like writing the show off because I was like, "This is just nonsense." There's no, and then the more I watched, it, I was like, "No, this is actually I, okay." A Our, lot of those, a lot of those, like that era of cartoon, uh, you can look at like if you're just not like watching actively, you're like, "This is just nonsense." But then, like watching them, you find something. Yeah, like the, the I found the more I watched, the more. Chowder. I, oh, Chowder is so good. My ro- my ro- uh, my roommate and my girlfriend they watch Chowder and I'm like I'm like eating my lunch and I'm like watching. You eating some Chowder? Yeah, I'm eating some Chowder. Chowder, <laughs> chowder, chowder, and Flapjack were ahead of their time on Cartoon Network. They they were ahead of the curve of like what was coming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Gumball. Like, there's also there's another good example. It's just an episode where Gumball decides he needs to be a better person, so he stops insulting other people and just tries to fundamentally be good, but that makes it so that he can no longer be the main character of the show because he no longer <laughs> creates drama. <laughs> That's awesome. So the show reorients itself around a different character That's and changes its genre, and they're like, we need to fix Gumball. He needs to be himself. Oh, no. That, um, <laughs> that reminds me, just real quick, of an episode of It's Always Sunny. 
of in Philadelphia because like they're all assholes and they're like one like what if we just try to be nice to each other and the whole episode's really awkward and it doesn't work and it's like nah nah you're all I hate all of you we can't do this <laughs> and I'm like I love that uh, yeah it's it's really it's it's really good uh, I'm stoked for this news uh, it, it's exactly the show that. Uh, can use this kind of format so I'm, I'm pumped for that movie that yeah. sounds awesome I haven't even seen it just I'm always a fan of like things get the comeback and not just like with a movie with also another show like that's just really cool I see um, <clears throat> excuse me I see memes and clips of Gumball every once in a while while I'm just perusing the internet and every mm-hmm. time I see uh, like a, the clip of when uh uh, Gumball and Darwin are on the street and a truck goes over them and Darwin's soul leaves his body. He's like, no, no, get back in there. And Gumball's like, well, at least your soul's going upward. <laughs> it's like every uh-huh. time I see, or like the balloon where it's like, yeah, they're a fun treat. And then he's like eating a fruit. And then it's like, hey, how'd you eat that if you are if you were talking? And, and he's like, uh. Yes. <laughs> just stuff like that. It's like, I really need to just sit down and just binge all of Gumball. This really show is hilarious. Time. Now's the time. Well, Sparks. Yeah. That's not the only good news for you this week. <gasps> no, it's not. Uh, Teen Wolf. S- some very similar <laughs> news, I think. Teen Wolf is coming back. Yeah, with what? <laughs> a Paramount Plus movie. Oh, cool. Uh, Jeff Davis, who is the creator of the series, will write and produce the film. He won't direct. We don't know who's directing yet. Um, they're meeting with all the cast to come back. Martin Scorsese. Um, I, I suspect the entire cast is coming back because all of their Instagram accounts shared, because I follow yeah. a bunch of them, and all of them were sharing the Teen Wolf Paramount Plus. News. What about and Superman? Like, oh, so they're all coming back. Yeah. Hell yeah. He did it. Crystal Reed did it. Oh, Colin from Roden Swamp did Thing. It. Cool. Um, Dylan O'Brien? Dylan O'Brien did it. Uh, he was on Swamp Thing? He was on uh, Teen Wolf? Yes. That's I, where Dylan uh, O'Brien got his start. I like Dylan O'Brien. Yes. He was very good on the show. Um, I, I never wanted to watch it. And, uh, and oh God, Colton Haynes. Colton Haynes shared from it. From Era? That's right. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, this is going to be part of an over... This apparently movie was happening anyway, but they moved it from MTV to Paramount Plus uh, because Jeff Davis uh, made an overall deal with Paramount Plus that will see The Wolf Pack, which I guess is a sequel series to Teen Wolf yeah, um, in some way. Yeah, it's based off it's based off some novels, but it is working into uh, the Teen Wolf Mythology. world. Yeah. Um, so, like, the whole thing is... Uh, the main character of Scott McCall, he becomes like an alpha leader of a wolf pack, mm-hmm. but over time they become more young wolves and they're growing up. So like they were introducing like new wolves towards the end of, of the Teen Wolf show. So I'm not surprised if we're going to pick up with probably at least one of those younger characters being the new lead right. for a whole new cast. Um, and we'll also see the Aeon Flux live action reboot come to Paramount Plus. Oh, word? That he's working on. He- yes. Okay. All right. It's wild. Yeah, I that was the bit where I was like, "Excuse me." That's cool. I mean, Anflux is really cool, and it was on MTV, like animated, like that. That thing's really cool. Um, right. man, I just still can't believe, like, no matter how good Teen Wolf is, I still can't believe that it came from that Michael J. Fox movie. Yeah. I can't it's believe. So I can't weird. believe that there's a show that was on MTV that I'm like, "Yo, honestly, one of the best shows that was on genre television." Yeah, it happens. Um, yeah, he uh. He he's also the creator of Criminal Minds, which I just found out. Mm. Mm. Oh, that shows less than uh, a thousand years. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. I I honestly I didn't need it. Honestly, like I was very content. I got a lot of good Teen Wolf. I was happy when Teen Wolf made it past season two. I was like, cool. We, now it's gonna be called. We're like, we're doing it. Do you, Man Wolf. This? Do you want me to tell you what the movie's about? Oh yeah, go for yeah. it. A terrifying evil has emerged in the town of ba- Beacon Hills. I almost said Bacon Hills. Yeah, yum yum. The wolves are howling once again, calling for the return of banshees. Uh, were coyotes, hellhounds, kitsunis, bless you, kitsunes, kitsune, sure, and every other shapeshifter in the night. But only a werewolf like Scott McCall 
no longer a teenager yet still an alpha, can gather both new allies and reunite trusted friends to fight back against uh, what could be the most powerful and deadliest enemy they've ever faced. Man wolf. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, Not I quite really, a teen. I love that. I really, really love that show. I will. So you know excited. what? I bet they'll make it. Do you think they'll make it stand alone enough where I can just watch that with you and it'll all be fine? You think? I have no idea. You're watching the movie, being like, he's not to a be honest. The yeah. fact, the fact that he mentioned all the creatures he mentioned, I'm like, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, they introduce a lot of cool like their takes on a lot of cool monsters like it's way beyond werewolves on that show cool uh and so it might it might be it might be two layers too deep but we'll see yeah cool uh and then in good news i think for all of us uh doctor who we know that the showrunner chris chibnall is leaving after this after this next season with jody whittaker Mm -hmm. and we now know who will replace him as none other than russell t davies the man who brought it back in 2005 yeah I was kind of surprised with the phrasing of this because, like, what I first saw was he'll come back for the 60th anniversary. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like, so just that. And then they're like, no, no, no. He's going to be the showrunner uh, starting with the 60th anniversary. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Because he is returning uh, just in time for the 60th anniversary, which means we're due for an, a new special uh, that will probably. And more David Tennant again. I just realized. More Russell D. Davies writing David Tennant again. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God! This like when this is announced, like the thing I can compare it to is like, oh, Jonathan Hickman is coming back to Marvel to write the X Men. It's like, oh, the so, dude who's good at his job is coming back to do the thing again. I'm like, oh, this is just like, no offense to like the last couple seasons of Doctor Who. Like I've watched some of them, I've liked it, but like, just those early seasons were just like. I I won't different. say anything about Chibnall's because I haven't watched yeah. any of yeah. of Chibnall's time, so I won't speak on it. Yeah. Um. I want to. I need to. This is probably the thing that's going to push me to like really go catch through up. and catch up. So I'm like, I, I want to be in the moment when it happens. Same. Because uh, I don't want to just try and jump it. Like I've wanted to watch Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. I really like her, so I I really want to watch her Doctor. I just need to. I want to finish Capaldi's before I do yeah. that. Um, this is awesome. I, I don't. I don't think we see necessarily David Tennant uh, come back for the sixtieth. I'm not gonna bet bet on it, but you know what would be a cool inverse? I think. Yeah. We get one back, Eccleston. Yeah, because he's doing all the, the crossover <gasps> yeah. stuff. Just he, give me, just give back. me Eccleston and whoever the new, the current Doctor is. Yeah, I will take that. Mm-hmm. I, I with I, Davies, I will take that. I don't think that Davies, specifically Davies, will pass up the opportunity to get as many old Doctors as back as he could for the 60th. I think that's possible. We also like we don't know that they're doing a special, right? They just said that we he's don't back know. because yeah. it's the 60th anniversary. And there will be a show. I'm Everyone just wants a Christmas special. Well, no. Yeah. Every every Doctor Who significant anniversary has had a special. Um, every single one except for like the 40s, the 40 the year one, because it wasn't on the air. Because it wasn't there, yeah. Um, but like, so every single major anniversary has had a special, and that brings back all the other Doctors. No, I get you. So I think that we're probably looking at that. I mean, but they haven't said. So. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna like bank on it or hold my breath for it, and I'm like. To be honest, like it's hard to beat the way that they were able to work in using so much of the Doctor's history in the fiftieth. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want them to aim for that as hard. Uh, but if you if you told me like, oh, it's just going to be Eccleston's Doctor and and Whittaker's Doctor for a sixtieth that leads into like the next Doctor, I'd be like, yeah. yo, that I'm, even like I'm here, like, like thematically, great. that would make sense for Russell T Davies, like right, yeah. exactly. That's kind of where I'm sitting. I'm yeah. like, this is this is the exact right way where like you could just put whole focus on Eccleston's Doctor being the one who comes back. Yeah, and Eccleston would come back because he's because he's been having a great time with the audio series. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, he's come back around on this. Yeah. Run for your life, and and to say like, hey, come back with Davies, who you know you liked working with, like. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I think this gets me back into Doctor Who, honestly. This is the first time I've been excited for Doctor Who in a long time. It very well could. Um, I'm, I'm going to make the effort. I want to give Chibnall's Whitaker's yeah. uh, time the, the chance. I'm very interested in, like, what Davies will do now There's because the world of Doctor Who is different. Mm-hmm. I don't, like... I don't want him to do too hard of a genre shift as far as like back to where he was. Right. Like yeah. I, I want him to like merge the tone of what he wants to do with what Doctor Who is. Because become. you talked about it. His his stuff was very much B mo- B monster. Right. Movie. And it's evolved out of that a lot. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Like I don't want you to lose that. Like we can go back to the B movie stuff, but you gotta merge the tone rather than just like hard pivot back. Yeah. Uh also, you know, like very likely we'll have a we'll still have a female doctor. I highly doubt we go back to male right away. I don't think so. Um, um I Which I, is great. I also wanted to say, like, Davies, yes, uh, Davies is the only time, sorry, Davies is the first time where Matt Smith's Doctor uh, really solidified with me, because Matt Smith showed up on the final season of Sarah Jane Adventures, written, right. by, written by Sarah, uh, not Sarah Jane, written by Russell T. Davies, yeah. and I was having a hard time with Matt Smith's Doctor in the fifth season of Doctor Who, and it was airing concurrently with this, but when he showed up on Sarah Jane, I was like, oh, I really like this Doctor. So like it was like Russell T Davies also got me into Matt Smith. So if if you know if he does bring back the other the other doctors, seeing Matt Smith again with Davies' voice would, would be a lot, would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm interested because I feel like Davies has a much more wide playground than ever before. Yeah. So what what he'll do with that, I'm really curious about. Yeah. There's a lot that that he can do that he probably couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Moving on, on up. up. Moving on. Roll Doll Story Company. Now, mind you, Netflix is already in the is already deep into production with Taika Waititi's Charlie the Chocolate Factory and an adaptation of the Matilda Broadway musical. Um, so they've had a deal with the Roll Doll Company, uh, but now they've just bought it outright. Money talks. They bought the entire company, uh, giving them full rights to everything that uh, under their under the banner, the BFG. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> no, what was that one on HBO Max? The Witches one. The witches. The witches. The, the witches. witches. <laughs> yep. You were right, dude. <laughs> um, Netflix plans to create a unique universe of projects across uh, animated and live-action film and TV, publishing, games, immersive experiences, games. live theater, consumer products, and more. Okay. Big, massive multimedia thing. Go for it, I guess. So that's what that's what they're doing. The dark universe, but with candy and children with Like, half with these things are powers. on stage already. What are you going to do in live theater? Like Matilda eats a Blanca chocolate Matilda's bar. already... A show, yeah, yeah. She eats and they're making a Charlie movie and the Chocolate Factory is already a stage show. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like I don't pass BF- BFG pass. I I pass. Yeah, money. It's just mo- just it's just a money the money universe. What else did he do? You did this other book about these two people who <laughs> were just ugly people. And the I, ugly I, peoples. No, I mean like ugly as in not just like outside, but also personality wise. They were horrible people. I forgot what it was called. The Twilight Zone episode where they where they wear these masks and then the masks become their face. The twits? The twits. I think that one, yeah. Well, you should have called it something else if you ask me. No. <laughs> twits, Fan- no. Fantastic twits Mr. Fox. Oh, I love oh! the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Never right, heard of it. Right, but you love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like I, yeah, I have associations with a lot of these properties. I love them, but like I love versions of them that have been What made. if George yeah. Clooney lived under... Taika Waititi's Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, though. Just think about it. Think of the synergy. Think George of the James money. and the Giant Not Peach. The oh, James and the Giant God. Peach. Think of what instead of a peach, it was a Wonka bar. I love <laughs> James and the Giant Peach is one of my favorite movies. What if you shoot me in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, I might if you keep just, naming listen, these things. I'm, listen, I, I, you know, I'm There's all one called Boy Tales of Childhood. 
Jordy's Marvelous Minjin Medicine, a Star you. Trek book. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I like corporate synergy when it's fun and it works. The like magic this, finger? This is just about money. This I'll give like you the magic finger, if you know what uh, I mean. Oh, no. It's children's The money. enormous crocodile. We have to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you my enormous crocodile. Stop. <laughs> what, you don't want to see Billy in the min pins? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> What's a min pin? Dirty uh, beasts. <laughs> Oh, that's a sequel to the You're breaking the bad Brandon alligator. right now, Sparks. <laughs> You're breaking him. Yo, if we kill Brandon, we could see Roald Dahl. <laughs> you mean Netflix and the Roald Dahl get company? Those, Whatever. Get that Netflix money. God. You're, what happened? Your, your book titles made him laugh himself to death. The Great Mouse Plot. <laughs> oh, stop. Okay. Uh, listen, like, not everything has to be connected. No. I'm just saying. I think that's my thing is, like, just, like, some of these things I just don't need another version of as film or TV series or anything. Um, but on top of that is is this like oh. absolute adamant desire to create yeah. a connected universe out of it. And I'm like, like I'm yeah, like we live fine. We live in Hollywood where like everything gets another remake or reboot over. I'm just like like that's I've accepted that. But like when you want to merge things together that don't just like you don't need to. I don't get it. Yeah. This yeah. ain't the Stephen King universe. This isn't here. the dark universe. Uh, real quickly in the comments is the Phil Better show. How you doing, buddy? Hi Phil. Hey. Um, Does he feel better? I hope so. I hope so. Uh, he says, "Love James and the Giant Peach." Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but Phil, what if instead of a peach, it was a Wonka bar? <laughs> no, <laughs> James and the Giant Wonka. Yeah. Gi- James and the Giant Nerds. Oh. <laughs> what if? Okay, so that's a big. They nerd. slide down nerds ropes. No, what if instead of like you see that giant shark that just gives you fish heads, it just gives you trash, which now, there are Wonka bars. I mm. I will say like, we're all relatively familiar with a bunch of the things we just named. Like, Roald Dahl does have a similar tone across the way his stories are like even these adaptations have kept some like of fantasy like those like, those, like yeah. those those connective tissues so i can see where like yeah of course these things could all exist in the same universe i'm like sure like they can but they don't need to yeah yeah there's I'm, no like i don't need matilda to go visit the wonka factory i mean if i see if i <laughs> the see bfg a, with, a, with a giant wonka bar oh if God. i see or the bfg finding a giant rhino in the sky lord we have to stop this <laughs> and then well, they'll bring in the iron giant well, when it says, hmm, that's friend. not a Roald Dahl thing. That's just my joke for how oh. the Iron Giant is constantly thrown yeah. into any They'll just, conglomeration yeah. of IP. Yeah. They'll You're just right. do it because the Iron, because like for whatever reason, it's the and in the Iron Giant's contract. I just have to show up in these movies. He loves cameos. <laughs> They're going to retroactively put him into Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh God! They'll no. just remake that movie and we'll all cry. <laughs> Can I um, Aquaman and the, it's gonna happen. I just don't want it to. I don't yeah. want it to either. It's like when people. It's like when rumors came out a few years ago saying that Justin Bieber was gonna be Marty McFly in a Hold remake on. of Max is, Back to the Future. Is did Bob Hoskins pass away? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's passed away. <sighs> I was gonna say you can do like a sequel thing where like he's like an old detective. But they tried. They tried to get a sequel made, but that sucks. He he retired before they could. Can't do it anymore. Sorry, I, I don't think you'll get a. Yeah. Yeah. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the new Aquaman movie, the sequel to Aquaman, has announced uh, some new casting. Uh, Yanni Zhao will play Stingray. Bad boy. Bad girl. Who is an original character for the movie. Ooh. India Moore will play Karshan. Bless you. Who is normally a Green Lantern villain, who was originally a shark that after being hit with radiation gained intelligence and telepathic powers. Hmm. Makes like big sense as an Aquaman villain yeah, more than a Green Lantern villain. Yeah, it's, it was always weird when he's a Green Lantern villain because like he it showed up in a Green Lantern book and it's like this is this like a seventies pool? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, that's before he went cosmic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is like he just fought a radioactive shark. Yeah, it's basically I always get this character confused with King Shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not the same character, but they look very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Vincent Regan will play Atlan, 
the ancient ruler of Atlantis. Ooh, King Atlan. Who we saw in the the we, who we saw hit their bones in the first yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and Randall Park is obviously returning as Doctor Shin. Good. Ooh, great. So, yo, uh, Black Man is back. I'm ready for more of that. Oh hell yeah. I'm so Stingray is probably working with Black Manta then. Probably. I would have to assume with that name. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. I'm ex- I'm so so. I'm here here for James Wan and oh, every yeah. movie he makes. Yeah. Spoilers, That's what I'm spoilers for later. <laughs> Um, all right, some comic book news, real quick. Real quick. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was canceled prematurely. Yeah, out of nowhere, just like in the back of the book, it's like, hey, this is the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah super weird. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling they're probably going to relaunch it in some way. Uh, I hope. I hope. But Al Ewing stays on. I don't. Well, it's just weird with yeah. everything like Ewing was. That that like big image of like Ewing's coming to sword and here's the Guardian stuff and it's like hey he's doing some co-, and then it's like nah I have a fe- I might have a feeling that like sword and Guardians might become just one book. Well, Guardians has been suffering with sales. Yeah. Um, uh, like across the board, like a lot of stores have made it a poll only uh, title and That's not a so shop crazy. only. That's so crazy. So I think probably that was that was part of this decision, but like to do it so suddenly to not even tell us and then have at the end of the book being like say okay bye. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, that sucks. I like that book a lot. I'm, mm-hmm. ca- I'm not caught up, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, on IDW's front, we talked about last week that the they're gonna they're, that Marvel is pulling the Marvel action license from IDW. Now Lucasfilm is pulling the Star Wars All Ages comic book license from uh, Star IDW. Wars Adventures. Star Wars Adventures. The rumor on the street, and this has not been corroborated. Did you, um, did you hear? Did you hear about this? Is that it's because uh, Disney is going to push into this Classic Book Fair? Maybe we should ask uh, a friend, Michael Morisi. Oh, hot yeah. scoops. He knows anything. Hot we scoops. have a guy on the inside. Like, Yo, bud, you know anything about that? You, you working on a scholastic book, my friend? You doing some scholastic? Does it rhyme with realistic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I, I hope that uh, I know a lot of people like the Star Wars Adventures lines. I think there have been some really cool, like, even though it's aimed at children, I think there are some. There, there's some really good stories. I've been getting there. the uh, Vader Castle. Yeah, the ones. Vader Castle spooky tales, like just like what if scary tales in Star Wars universe are super fun. They yeah. make me like that's what that Lego special is based on. It's based on those, yeah. and uh, those are those are really really fun uh, and goofy. Like they're the they're the enjoyable side, very much like a uh, what if, which you can hear us talk about the most recent what if episode. It's very much just like a have a good time with a you know yeah. go- little side thing. Yeah. Uh, Maurice's Clone Wars series. I, I know he's written more, but his Clone Wars series he did was really good. I haven't read that one. Um. Yet. So like I, I hope that there's still an avenue for that kind of. And I know people have liked a lot of the High Republic stuff. Having that alternate avenue look at High Republic beyond just what has been out there already. Right. I uh, I have a feeling that they're just trying to bring everything in house. Like they're they Disney is like the one company that's like good about like absorbing things and then making more things out of it. Uh, so like I I think they just want to ma- have like the Disney version of this instead of the IDW version. Yeah, it was always strange. To be fair, like the the IDW deal happened uh, early days when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney, mm-hmm. um, so it was Disney's thing. But it always felt weird to me that they did it in general. We don't yeah. know anything about what this means of trade collections going forward. That is true. A lot of them might go out of print. I hope that's money, not the money, case. Money, yeah. I hope that they're willing to like they're printing legacy stuff. I'm sure they'll print. I mean, they'll stuff. they'll reprint them, but I kind of hope yeah. that they keep them in print and yeah. they're yeah. able to find them. Yeah, because. Uh, I, I definitely like there's a few of those I definitely still want trades of. Yeah. Um I that aren't I, done. I did W also, by the way. They put out these really nice Marvel um black and white art editions um for like old sixties and seventies sh- uh, books. They're awesome to look at. Um okay. Uh, on Vault, we like Vault, Vault Comics, speaking of Michael Morisi. Mm-hmm. I love Vault Comics. 
Um, Rewrite Titans is a new vault comic coming from Trey Dean with art by Sebastian Paris. Sure. Paris. Paris. Um, Set in a world where kaiju are a constant threat to combat this, humanity has developed giant mechs known as Titans. Um, and created cru- uh, crews to pilot them into battle to face the monster menace. Ri- riding a Titan makes you a celebrity, not unlike a Formula One race car driver. But it comes with a price. Kit Hobbs is a member of a Titan piloting family that's been protecting New Hyperion for generations. But despite the prestige of the job, the Hobbs family is falling apart, with her father and her brother both facing their own internal crises. Kit's got plenty uh, to deal with at home, to say nothing of the 20-story creatures she faces at work. Sounds like you need some family. <laughs> <laughs> Dom Toretto, how'd you get here? 100%. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's this sounds awesome. Like, like, yeah, it's just another kaiju mech book, but it's like, it's straight up just like, yeah, we're going to do Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like, we're going to do soapy family drama in, amongst the giant monster battles as well. And I'm like... Vin Diesel's going to get his hands on this and be like, bro, it's the character's, we're not done. The character's name is Hobbs. <laughs> like, it's got its inspirations on its sleeve. If you look at the, the, the cover of the book, like, it's it looks so cool. Um, I'll absolutely buy number one of this. Vin Diesel next 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 week. Vin Diesel in in talks to acquire the rights to this book. Bro, I don't I even think it'd be that. I think he'd just be like, "We see the path now." F twelve is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, He's like, I got an idea. So we were gonna stop at F ten. Not 11. anymore. Oh, F11. What if? He's like, we're gonna stop at uh, F eleven. Not anymore. Then it's so, what if? So F12. it's so we're right. It's fast ten year seatbelt and then Flevin. <laughs> we gotta workshop that one. <laughs> I think Flavin. Mm, keep it keep it super inconsistent. The I still like saying it. Can you imagine if the final movie was just Flavin? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> the last movie. God, I think I think the the right way to do it is to not have Eleven in there at all. <laughs> <laughs> just call it the Fast and the Furious again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally the Fast and the Furious again. Yes. The Fast and the Furious rides again. <laughs> Maybe. Oh man. Uh just look, whatever you do, man. I complained about this in the group about the the Fantastic Beasts titled. I hate how inconsistent they are, but like, I, whatever you that's wa- part of loving Fast and Furious. Whatever you do, Fast and Furious, you accept titles. all of it. Keep it inconsistent. Do not yeah. do not do some bullshit with. Do not make a part one, part two. Nope. Do not do that. What was this one called? Fast Nine. F Nine. It's got to be Furious Ten. F Nine. No, we already did Furious Ten. We already no, did Furious Ten. Do part oh. one, part two, but they're not the same title. <laughs> So Fast and Your Seatbelts part, part one. one. The Fast and Furious Ride Again Part Two. Oh, that's gonna oh I, yeah. <laughs> that's just gonna yes. make so many people mad. Yes. Whatever you do, Fast and Furious, keep it inconsistent. That's what we love. I love these No, just have the last one just be called Need for Speed. <laughs> <laughs> really F with us. I love Or you know I just said the last one called Burnout. Just F within that way. I, I, oh, I love I love it's just F nine colon the fast saga and you're like when have we ever done the Fast Saga thing? What are we doing? Because it's not the Fast Saga. That movie is the Fast yes. Saga. It's a whole saga. In oh, God. I just like made up a, a stupid... It's like Fast and Furious, Burn, uh, Burnout, um, Most Wanted Paradise. Mm. Oh, man. I see what you did there, Ben. No, no. Whatever Grand it is. Turism, oh, the, I, 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 like, I, like, I like Fast Ten Your Seatbelt Part 1. The Fast and the Furious rides again. It's got to be The Fast and the Furious. No, Fast and Furious. Right, yeah, yeah. The, the Fast, Fast and, and the, the Furious, Furious rides, rides again, again Part 2. two. Um, that is my. If it's not that, I'm gonna go home very disappointed. <laughs> it's definitely not. Gonna be. It's gonna be so much later. Than that. that would be incredible, though. Yeah. All right. I think it's Justin Lin. 
Back I, I would call that the greatest movie title of all time. Listen, we're <laughs> in it to win it, okay? <laughs> what was the title of the 11th Fast and Furious film? The Fast and Furious Rides Again Part 2. <laughs> oh, so I can't find Fast and Fur- Furious Rides Again Part 1. No, it's not called that. <laughs> it's called Fast 10 New Seatbelts. <laughs> part part 1? Yes, yes, part 1. Hobbs, <laughs> guys, Hobbs and Shaw 2 just needs to be called Fast and Furious 2. <laughs> <laughs> just... Truly, yeah. Kingdom Hearts this franchise no, into Fast a this Fast and the Furi- Fast Fast and Furious, uh, 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 colon Obst- two. Obst two Furious Shaw two. Oh God! All right, oh, Fast and Furious presents Fast and Furious presents colon two. Yeah, just two. <laughs> what's the next topic? Uh, <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw Roadkill. God, uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be Fast, Fast the number ten fast, yeah. colon yeah your seatbelts. Oh my God. Anyway, news. <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Oh, Yay. great. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah. W- this is a holy 3D Kirby game, and we haven't gotten a holy 3D Kirby game in, I, I think, ever? Ever. Yeah, because the last time. Yeah, because it's all the time. Even uh, Kirby 64 and the Shattered Shards, that's a 2.5 uh, side-scroller. <laughs> the shitty shards. Hey, that game. <laughs> I, said sh- I said Shattered Shards. No, I know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was making fun of the game. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I so this the start of this trailer is like it's a post apocalypse and then you just see Kirby running around. And I'm like, oh, I actually thought right. it was Splatoon. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I first thought I was like, is this like a thing for Splatoon? Because we know how in like when Splatoon three was first announced, it's like it's apocalypse. apocalypse sandstorm and all that crazy. What, shit. It, what if Super Mario Odyssey but Kirby? Yeah, essentially, yeah, and uh, it's still it. really cute as Kirby. Yeah, still sucking up dudes. Do what you gotta do. He's sucking up dudes. That's what Kirby does. Well, sucking yeah. down dudes. Yeah. Yeah. He he sucks them up. He, he sucks them up. No, I, I know what he, he does. I know it's the phrasing of it. He uh, can blow and swallow. Oh God, the Ryan! P- listen, Kirby does it. You are putting that on him. <laughs> <laughs> These are children's games. Yeah. A- anyways, we saw some good gameplay. Like we have Sword Kirby. We have the Boomerang. Oh, some classic Kirby power ups that we've seen in in multitude of games. Yeah. Hey. I'm. Really looking forward. I had the last Kirby game I really played was Kirby Canvas Curse on the DS. Yeah, and I, think, I actually think that's the same one. I it's been a long time since I, I still have a Kirby. Oh, no, there was a yarn one. Oh, um, Kirby's uh, Crafted. Uh, Epic Yarn. Yeah, Epic Yarn. That game is so sweet I and so cute. I heard that was really good, too. It's amazing. Oh, it's the, like the most stress-free, beautiful game. Yeah, yeah, because it was Kirby's Crafted Yarn and then uh, Yoshi's, Woolly, Yoshi's World. Woolly World. And yeah, Yoshi's Crafted World. Okay, God, that's, that's where that. I'm definitely excited for this movie. Uh, sorry, for this game. Um, but I'm more excited about the eventual Kirby game where he's voiced by John Cena. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, in terms of casting, it's not worse than what we got. <laughs> uh, should we move on? Yeah. yeah uh, move on. I think this looks great. I'm stoked to play this. Yeah, me too. There's a new membership plan coming to Switch Online. <gasps> All our boy. dreams. So we've been talking about forever. W- yeah. Actually, I think I wrote about this in one of my earliest articles for OSG of like, this is what Nintendo needs to do next. To like expand, we've, we've been people. saying this for forever. Yeah, yeah. so they, f- the boys, they did it. The sons of bitches, they finally did it. Nintendo sixty four games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online as an extra or an as an added tier. Only to nine the on- so far. Only yeah, nine. only nine. But it got better because they said, "Hey, here are titles that we're planning to release later." And some of those, because it's like Ocarina of Time was the the big one. A lot of people were wanting Ocarina of Time. And also, Majora's Mask can was the first one out of the out can of the I gate. Can I say that I'm actually really excited for this? Yes, mm-hmm. you can. Because Star Fox is on Star it. Star Fox. I really want to play Star Fox again. Yeah, I mean, buddy. <laughs> you, you can also just, I think, buy it. I know, but like, <laughs> my girlfriend has a Switch, so I'm just like, 
Oh, cool. I can do this? Well, yeah. also, here's a cool thing. So and fr- so the news came out. It's like um, Nintendo 64 games and also Sega Genesis games are coming to the console as well. Both are getting wi- wireless controllers, but they're going to be part of the expansion set. And it's going to be a- another tier to the thing. So at first, I was a little eh because it's like, mm-hmm. hold up. NES and Super Nintendo are for free. How come I have to pay for the Nintendo 64? And then it hit me. It's because they said online play is going to be supported on the N64 titles. Mm-hmm. So that means Star Fox 64, you and I could play it. I could play Mario Kart 64 w- online with my friends. Yeah. So, you know what? You get a pass. And also, Nintendo Switch Online. Let's see how well that runs first before yeah, we give them the pass. <laughs> but as of right now, I cannot... I am so happy. It's funny. I am so stoked. Because like we've been asking this for so long, but when finally it's here, we're like, oh, thank you, Daddy. Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'll see you again in three years. <laughs> I want to I wanna bring up one comment here. So Phil, uh, the Phil Better Show, commented, um, yes, giant nerds. <laughs> um, he's definitely talking about our riff on the James and the Giant Peach, James <laughs> and the Giant Nerd, but, it's, but without that context, it just looks like he's calling us giant nerds. It's true. <laughs> well, we yeah. are. So I think that's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Psh, let's see what else. And also, a lot of people, because I talked to a lot of Sega, uh, um, Sega. Sega guys, and actually last night for uh, Base Market Pause Menu, I interviewed a guy who worked as a Sega tip master in the nineties. What did you say? Did you say a tip master? What did you say? Okay. Tip. We both heard it. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Family friendly, friendly, friendly audience. Ryan and I were on that really quick. Listen, the P T-I- and the T are T I P. Tips. You know, T-I-T, got it. Oh, God damn it. I can't talk to you guys about anything anymore. Bloody hell. I'm uh, sorry. The tit <laughs> What is it? I don't want to go off on it. Listen, I, those were such a scam. <laughs> as I was saying, he worked at, as for the Sega hotline, and he was still like, man, we've come a long way because now a Sega Genesis controller is being made by Nintendo and sold with a Nintendo branding on it. Wow. We have come along. What a, this is a timeline we live in. It looks like Sega does what Nintendo also does. <laughs> Am I right, Ben? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, this, okay. Full on thing. The console war was over since in 1999. We know. 1999. Like, uh, no, the console war just changed. The second, the, the second war Se- never changes. The second Sega buggered out of the console business and just focused on software, it was done. It was over. So now the fact that we're still able to play older Genesis games. Yes, it's on Nintendo console. You're still playing older Genesis games. What's the problem? I don't think there is a problem. Exactly, there is. None. I think there's a big problem. Well, apparently some people are online are bitching and moaning about. It. I was like, oh no, the my no, people. No, no, no. You guys should have a basement arcade. All, all about I it. care about is that we're gonna start having these games available on the Switch, which is great. Yep, I'm ready for it. Even if there's gonna be a small price hike, I'm willing to do that. Tip Nintendo's their online their online service. <laughs> Is definitely like the worst out of all the companies, but it's also only twenty dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So if they bump it up to like thirty, forty dollars a year, that's still nothing. With, so like with, with the added you know. of N sixty four, and also the thing is those N sixty four titles that they announced, like Mario Kart, Yoshi Story, um, uh, Star Fox, and um, even Mario sixty four. There's some duds. There's some duds in there. There I'm are a few <laughs> duds. Yes, uh, there are a few duds, but. But they'll also be adding more and more. Yeah, they're adding, just they're, as they have with the. But other the thing ones. is, <laughs> like the the plans are like Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, um, and uh, Banjo Kazooie. Right. That's a for sure thing that's going to happen. Sure. Those games, uh, if you if you were to go to Frankincense or ben, any Banjo Kazooie doesn't like. That's I can play that on my Xbox because 360. I have that on my game No, pass. I'm talking about yeah. if you were to go and buy the original Banjo Kazooie as a cartridge. You know how much that's going to cost you? No, because I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> it's true. How much? A oh, lot. I well, oh. I, I have it on like three different systems. So uh, okay. If the answer was a lot, I could have gotten that one. Was yeah. there a prize? 
What I think is nice is that this is giving access to a lot of things on like a current console on a Switch that's that, portable that you don't have access to. Like the only way you can really do uh, Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time is if you're playing it on your 3DS right yeah. now, yep. or you're playing it on your Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's cool that it's coming to Switch. Like I'm yeah. I'm pumped for that. Absolutely. I'm pumped for where we can go. I do hope that this doesn't turn into the inevitable when Game Boy games start coming, another price hike. Yeah, I would. I honestly, I mean, if Game Boy. Because I was actually thinking, because the rumor was that it was going to be Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games were going to be announced for this Direct. I mean, I'm glad to be blindsided by the N64, and I feel that N64, that Game Boy is coming. They were never going to do Game Boy before they did this. No. but when they They're do, going to go generation. Yeah, but of course, yeah. if they do do Game Boy, or even Game Boy Advance, it's probably going to be just like regular. It's like, hey, if you have the base one, you're, I think, you're good. I think Game Boy and Game Boy Color might come with no price hike. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think Game Boy Advance... Will come then, with a yeah, price hike. I just hope this doesn't go, you know, tits up. Like, yeah. Yeah, me, me either. <laughs> I hope I not. I love this. All right. I, I just like it. saying it. It's nothing it. against you. I know, right? Right? Saying tits is nice. It's a, it's a flattering word. <laughs> I mean, it's not a flattering I just word. Watched, I not just liked watching Brandon process the tit for cat <laughs> <laughs> joke. <laughs> as it washes over me. Yeah. What's next on the Nintendo Bayonetta 3 Hell. Play trailer? Oh, God. Yeah. Announced in 2017. Yeah, finally got some gameplay for I it. I never, I never played two. It was too good. I haven't played it. Yeah, either. both. Oh, bang! I played got, the first one. Got to get on it. Uh, yeah, they're both great. Okay, hundred percent. Um, the thing about this game is, uh, this, the protagonist of this trailer is not Bayonetta herself. It is a character from like the first game that's been aged up. So mm-hmm. like, it's like a cool alternate. Either it's an alternate world or just like her grown up or something. Because like, uh, it's just cool. And like, yeah, that game was announced like four years ago. And like. That OLED switch is out soon, so I'm a, I'm a Bayonetta all day long, baby. That's the game where she has guns on her feet and her hair is her clothes and her weapon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you should watch this trailer. It's very That's cool. cool. Uh, okay. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is coming to Switch. The original. That's the crazy remake. that yeah. that remake that was just announced is coming to the Switch so fast. I, I mean, you can you can tell that this I, game I saw has... The, I did watch the trailer for this one, and I was like... Wow. Yeah, it's a 20-year-old game. Yeah, That's what those look like. Yeah, games have come so far. Yeah. But you know what? Um, you can play Knights of the Old Republic on the go. It's amazing. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm like, It's cool. I'm glad that they're still doing this rollout of the Lucasfilm games onto the Switch. Yeah. It's yeah, nice. a lot of those old games are really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good era. Um, I, I'm still just stoked I can play Episode 1 Pod Racer on my Switch. <laughs> I love that. Now I this. love doing that. <laughs> it's Pod Racing. All right, Castlevania Advance Collection. Yeah, this was this was rumored for a while, da, 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 and, it, and uh, it was actually leaked because I think um, there was a rating for it in somewhere in Southeast Asia that uh, was like, "Hey, we here's the rating for this." That always games. happens. But it's it's officially out on the, on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. So if you have the other Castlevania collections, this is a great one. I've heard nothing but good things about the Castlevania Advance games. I'm definitely gonna yeah. This be is getting a this very good era. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be probably getting this and Requiem on my Switch. So it's like I got some Requiem. great Castlevania tiles to go through. Love it, especially Symphony of the Night. I really want to play Symphony of the Night. That's that's a classic one. Well, do you really want to play Metroid Dread? No. Hell's freaking yeah, I do. That's Who do you next. think you're talking to here? That's the next one. Yeah, we got some more stuff for Metroid Dread. That stuff that game comes out on October 8th, which is next week, or like a oh. week and a half from now. How do dates work? Holy shit. Yeah, it's too I just cannot wait. Everything I've seen of Metroid Dread, I'm like, give it to me. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's everything you want in a proper, like, Metroid sequel. Like, it's a high budget side scrolling, like, Metroidvania. Like, it's, it, it's, it looks like I'll win. It, it looks like I'll win. It looks absolutely gorgeous, and I just cannot wait. Get, I'm like, I really want to I find this. I can't wait. If I have to go for a standard edition, I will, but I just really want the special edition because that steelbook is gorgeous. OLED switch. Okay. 
Here we go. Here we go now. Here we go. Oh, a couple of years ago, we uh, heard that Illumination was making a Super Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, uh, we did. Because Universal recently picked up a Nintendo license. Oh, mm. boy. Um, Keep doing Mickey Mouse. I don't know why. Well, now we know who the cast is. Yeah. And Can we start from best to worst? Or just like from the bottom to the top? I'll do the bottom <laughs> to the top. Uh, okay. Sebastian Maniscalco okay. is going to be reprising, um, replacing James Marsters as Spike. Anybody get that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Buffy? Sure. Buffy? Yeah, yeah. No, this, this guy's playing a character named Spike. Oh, okay. I don't know who Spike is, funny enough. It might Super be a, like a, one of the enemies. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably an enemy. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson will play Kamek. Okay, yeah, he's the wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Armisen will play Cranky Kong. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to Cranky Kong. Okay. That sounds funny. Seth Rogen will play Donkey Kong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key will play Toad. Okay, what that's a, good casting. What a movie. That's good casting for Toad. It's, can you imagine Keegan Michael Key's voice running around when the princess gets, gets captured and he's going and he's just like yelling? You know oh. what? I'm actually into this one. Jack Black as Bowser. This is that's this is that's the best casting. That Absolutely. is what got me. That the, um this one and another one. I was like, oh hell yeah! I want Jack it. Black to do more voice voice work. He doesn't do as much as I think he should. You should play the game he made, Brutal Legend. Yeah, uh, he's a good voice actor. Uh, he's a good actor anyway, but like his his voice is really um, uh, expressive and yeah. really like animated. I think he's a. He's good also voice actor. a very talented uh, singer. Yeah, he is. Um, uh, I always wanted him to do a musical. And uh, you should watch Tenacious D. <laughs> no, I have. I, I mean, like a like a, a real musical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not Tenacious D is a real musical. I'm yeah. talking like um something more like an a Broadway adaptation of something. Has he not been in like a, like a Pixar Illumination no. uh, no. sing bullshit? He's done DreamWorks, but he did Kung Fu Panda. Oh, it's man. actually kind of shocking he hasn't done anything with Disney. Yeah, yeah. actually, because he did Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> uh, and Kung Fu Panda that trilogy is awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, Anya Taylor Joy will play Princess Peach. Sure. Charlie Day will play Luigi. I love Charlie Day. This it's fine. <laughs> it's fine for Luigi. And Charles Martinet is replacing his role as Mario. That's crazy. You know, in, in, in terms of <laughs> Hollywood casting, it's really bold of them to actually just pick a voice actor who's done the role for so long and gets the character, knows the character, you like he was there. Like yeah, it's just it's, it's just like I'm the really Sonic p- the Hedgehog argument again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> exciting. I think there's a big okay, real quick up front. Like I do think there's a difference in like Sonic the Hedgehog's voice actor being replaced when Sonic like talks a bunch in his uh, and yes. like Mario and the others make sounds and they don't always yeah. talk i'm just much. joking with that one. no 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 yeah. i get you but i mean like i do think that that's a fair like rebuttal of of what i've seen going on on twitter yeah i also think it's fair to be like wow it really sucks that we have to give like people who don't fit these roles at all because they're big a-list celebrities the roles rather than like actual voice actors and that's the part where i go oh yeah well it is uh you'll be happy to know it is actually voice actor extraordinaire chris pratt hell yeah my favorite uh, so like okay, so this Chris bum, Pratt. this bums yeah. uh, this bums a lot of people out. Not 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 really just because he's playing Mario. It's the fact that like when you look at this cast and you look at the type of movie it is, it's like it's I, a parody. It, I yeah, this is not going to be a good Mario movie. This it's is going to be, be some bullshit where like Mario's dad is Italian and it's Chris Pratt just being Mario. I'm like, oh, I can't be Italian. It's going to be some bullshit. Listen. I do not like most of Illumination's movies. I know there's some fine ones. I think they're the lowest production company out of all the ones that release big movies. I don't like most of their movies. I find them to be very bad most of the time, in my opinion. So the fact that they're going to make the biggest video game character of all time and Chris Pat is the lead, I have no faith in this movie whatsoever. He, so here's the thing. I've never seen – I don't think I've seen a, a, a more miscast thing yeah. ever. 
Um, you know, Chris Pratt posted a video where he was like, "We've been working on the voice, and I'm really excited because it's a dream role." And like, that's fine, but you don't <laughs> fit what? the character. What voice? Okay, he's not doing an Italian voice because uh, he just. What voice would he be? What voices? He'd be looking to mimic uh, Charles Martinet. Which yeah. is that case? Just get Charles Martinet. I just. I don't think he is. <laughs> I I. I just oh. that's the thing is like I don't think he's going to be mimicking Charles Martinet. Like I don't know what it's going to be. I, I, don't I think it. he's just I think Mario's just going to like he's just going to sound like a white dude cuz Char- Charlie Day is also Luigi and that's just another white dude. And I'm like I'm not saying you need to like cast Italians to play the fictional Mario. I'm not saying that. But just Chris Pat just sets a precedent for this movie like wow, they really just don't give a shit. He's a big name. And I'm just like it's fits fits the bill. The thing, like the, the thing that that bugs me about this is, and, and I, I, you know, I, I mentioned before I don't share 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 Ryan's um, opinion of Illumination. I only like their their Seuss films. I don't not crazy about Despicable Me, um, but I do like Horton Who's a Who and The Grinch and whatever. Um, but the thing is, we do not live in an age where star power sells a movie. We are in an age where brand sells a movie. So you don't need to rely on star power when it comes to to voice acting right now. Yeah. You really don't. You can you can have Mario, which is one of the biggest brands in the world, and you can have it actually cast voice actors. Nobody's nobody's gonna look at that and go, Oh, I would have seen that if you cast Chris Pratt. People would go see it because it's Mario. The movie that we're talking about, Malignant, the villain is a voice actor from anime. Oh yeah. He is he he is in My Hero Academia, he's in a bunch of stuff and, and like it's he's got a great voice. I'm like they can they can do it. And again, it's just like from from the base of this movie being made, they don't care. Yeah. And like and like I, I'm sure people making it care, you know, that's not what I'm saying, but like, well, like this feels like just money. This feels like a money Right. Movie. It's all it's all studio driven the optics of like you, you still think you need those those big name stars. That's the thing. Yeah. Because it doesn't it's you're right. It's not about the audience coming in. It is about the discussion. Mm-hmm. Because what are we doing? We're talking about it. What has everybody been doing all week? They're that's talking fair. about the fact that Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Doesn't matter if we're talking about the fact that we don't like it this is also, or that we do like it. We're talking about this it. This is also again, like he's been Mario like secretly for like three years. So three years ago I had a different opinion on Chris Pratt than I do now. Yeah. You know, he was make he was still like Guardians of the Galaxy two Avengers mode. So I'm like uh, three years ago, this might have made more yeah. sense, but now I'm just like, this I don't. Feels I don't think it. I don't think it would yeah. because at the end of the day, Chris Pratt doesn't fit the voice. Doesn't yeah. fit the voice. It doesn't matter if Chris Pratt was a hot star no, at yeah. the time. No matter what, I would have looked at this. So going, that's is, weird. Hold yeah. up, hold up. Out of all of the of the entire casting news, the the one voice actor would maybe go really was Chris Pratt. Yeah, and he's the title character. The movie's gonna be called Super Mario, and I'm like, I don't feel Chris Pratt should be Mario. It's just <laughs> with, with Charlie Day and Anya Taylor Joy and Jack Black and everyone else. I'm like, okay, I can actually see that. What's that, a huge that sounds bummer. like that, that might sound like a fun time for me. because oh, yeah. I, I like a lot of these voice actors. I like Charlie Day. I like um, Keegan Michael Key, and I feel like you know what? If you put Anya Taylor Joy IRL in a pink dress and a crown, she looks like Princess Peach. That's not the point. Not I know that's not the point, but, but still, it's like I can see it. So he, my thing is like Keegan Michael Key and uh, Jack Black and Seth Rogen, I can all, all three of them, I can kind of go, all right, they all do voice acting stuff, yeah, a ton, and I'm like, yeah, I know they can like do something with it for sure. I don't know if I agree with like what the casting of them implies the movie will be, because again, like it's just gonna be a comedic parody of yeah. Mario. It's not gonna and be. Pete, I- Mario. I have seen people defend him going, oh, but he was really good in the Lego movie. He's just being Chris Pratt. He's not putting on a voice in that he's movie. Not, no. yeah, just he's just Chris Pratt. His voice. He, he's just doing the Ryan Reynolds, and like that's not a na- knock against Ryan Reynolds, but he does himself very well. And like Chris Pratt is like... He be- wasn't bad in Onward. I'll give him Onward. No, sure, but like... He, but he's not Chris putting Pratt, on an affectation that's yeah, Mario. Yeah, Chris sure. Pratt's thing 
doesn't work anymore like it used to. Not like Ryan Reynolds still can do it for me. Like Chris Pratt has to do other things for me to really like. Well, and again, again, like it just is like the point I wanted to make with that is I I want people who like are proven in voice acting to be able to get these kind of jobs rather than it just being tossed to like people like Charlie Day. No offense. No, yeah. Uh, when it's like, why? It also even, in the Lego movie, doesn't even make sense that Charlie Day and Chris Pratt should have these roles. It, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense. Anya Taylor Joy, I won't barrage too much because I'm like everybody starts with voice acting somewhere yeah uh and so like fine and um, she was hot three years ago yeah but again like i just the implication of the casting i don't know that i care about what this movie will be 100 percent. because i'm like i i mean it'll probably be funny honestly like like jack black as bowser and donkey kong as seth rogan i'm sure there's gonna be good jokes i'm sure mm-hmm. uh i just don't know if that's really the mario movie i wanted to see but at the same it's time, at least it's animated. The thing yeah. that yeah. Just, that's so crazy to me is like after the first Super Mario Brothers movie came out, you know, in, in the '80s, it was so bad and it was so like not well received that like Nintendo's like, we're not going to make any more movies. We're done. With, we're not going to. We're not doing that to our brand. And I feel like they're just doing the exact same thing. Like, if you really care about this, like, you need to be hands-on 100%. Like, and I know Miyamoto or whatever is like, hey, like, I believe in Chris, Chris Pratt. He's so funny and cool. And I'm like, yo, somebody just wrote that. You don't believe that. No, Come on. You know what? You know what? I would honestly believe that someone like him would be like, yeah, to make an American movie, we need an American star, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Because yeah. he awful. does come from that generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also, like, movie making is not their forte. So I understand yeah. why they'd be like, no, I trust your methods. I, I more blame, like, the studio's idea of, what they think Mario should be. Like, yeah. there's no world where I go, yeah, Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Now, we, I know we've been kind of like... It's like we cast in the Muppets. Yeah, I know we've been kind of like, well, not kind of, like very like, uh, on this, on the casting of this movie. But at the same time, I'm still kind of excited for it because I want to see a trailer, mostly because I'm excited to hear Jack Black be Bowser. I mean, yeah, that's... Like, that's the big, the biggest saving grace for me is I'll Jack Black... I'll watch the YouTube compliment, compilation. <laughs> The thing that I keep constantly thinking of when I think of this cast playing these characters is that it sounds like a robot chicken sketch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's tr- like, that's and a really that's good fine, point. I guess. I just don't know if I want a whole movie of that. Yeah. It, it's a it's it's a bummer. Um, it's a bummer. Sorry. I think. <laughs> uh, well, I think. I, and I think part of the whole thing is like, <laughs> these are characters that don't talk a lot. Yeah. So it's already yeah, like, like kind of a challenge. And like when they do, it's all word bubbles that you're reading. Or, it's not. Or even when they do talk, it's it's um. Let's go or Mario, Mario. It's well, that's like, what I mean. Like, like we snippets. only get yeah, but when they have like dialogue for story stuff, yeah. it's word bubbles. Yeah, they're not reading it. Yeah. So yeah. like it's it's going to feel weird no matter what. Or to have even these the characters character, talk. Or even much. the characters that do have dialogue, it's not even Mario or Luigi. It's like Toads or it's you Toads or or Bowser Junior. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. You know, Christopher Robin doesn't recast Pooh. Right, it's still Jim Cummings. Sure. Uh, so I looked who's. Why direct- wouldn't Why wouldn't it be? Anyway, I looked up who's directing this movie, and it's two people. Uh, and these two people worked on T Titans Go, the movie and the show. Uh, so mm. if the the if the tones like mm. that, sure. But also again, like I just don't know if that's, that's what. I, that's that's yeah. I, they might be the right people for the job, but I just it don't might. know if like again for me like Illumination is like the company I want making this. But movie. they yeah. they they went into this movie thinking that they were going to do a parody of Mario, well, not a true Mario. And movie. you've got you've got the perfect example right there with what you said with Christopher Robin because that was where they had Chris O'Dowd playing Tigger, and then they were yeah. like, that didn't work. Guess it's Jim Cummings. We should probably just let it be Jim Cummings. Yeah, nice. Because yeah. he always does it anyway. And I'm like, at what point do you go? Guess it shouldn't be Chris Pratt. Well, we got Charles Martinet. Maybe it should just be Charles Martinet. Yeah. Yes. Exactly that. And we have talked about this for a long time, but I think it is like, 
when this type of thing happens, like, okay, this is, like, arguably, like, the biggest video game character of all time, and he's getting a movie, we can't, we can't just allow it to be bad, because then the precedent for the rest of them are going to be just as bad. Mm-hmm. We have to say, like, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea. This is why <laughs> Marvel started with Iron Man and not Captain America. 100%. There you now, go. Now, I also think it would be hard to get through an entire movie with Charles Martinet playing Mario and having a bunch of dialogue where he's doing the, it's a me. Oh, sure. Uh, Italian, like, 100%. fake Italian. I'd be like, all right, that's a little rough, too. I don't know that that's the right way to go about it, but Chris Pratt as Mario doesn't feel like the it's right definitely, solution. Honestly, it's mostly the Chris Pratt casting. I, yeah, I yeah, honestly yeah. think, you know, you look at, like, Sonic. Like, okay, yeah, they recast the Sonic voice actor, but honestly, Ben Schwartz is a, is a voice actor. I think he's good. And mm-hmm. he's good in the role. Yeah, he is. Hey, but he, his voice matches the character. He also, like, loves that character, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah that, that voice matches that character. Um Chris Pratt doesn't match Mario, not at all. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm it so, doesn't work. I I'm calling it right now, you guys. Mario's dad is going to be Italian, and he's like, Dad. That'll be Charles Martinet. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because it did say Charles Martinet's gonna have like a bunch of cameo roles throughout the movie. I'm sure. I hope. I, mean, he, God, I pray. Is in every Star Wars I movie, pray even if Luke isn't. that Charles Martinet. Because there's a tweet going around that like Chris Pratt got paid more for this movie than Charles Martinet's got paid for his entire life being Mario, oh. and I'm like, I 100% believe that, and that breaks my effing heart. <laughs> breaks my heart. That, that's that's decades. That does. And if you follow, I follow Charles Martinet on Twitter and on Instagram, and he is an absolute treasure. Yeah, he makes human. TikToks with like the well, little Mario. He's an absolute treasure. Because that's the movie. that's the shitty thing about it is like it's a a list celebrity actor who already makes a ton of money coming in and getting honestly reaping off the benefits of profiting off the work of someone else who got paid less to make it. And yeah. then not even... And he's like, just stepping into yeah. the role yeah. of someone. Like, I, that's that's where it gets, like... Because that was my whole argument when the Sonic thing happened. Like, I, I, I like Ben Schwartz, but, like, my thing was, there's a person who's been voicing Sonic the Hedgehog who, for all accounts, should be able to continue to voice Sonic the Hedgehog for the movie and make the money off of it. Yeah. And, like, that's the shitty thing, is where those voice actors get sit, slide just and to the un- side because yes. Ben Schwartz is... More famous, but also, but he but, might not be an A-list, but he's more recognizable. But all uh, to that point, like Ben Schwartz is not a Chris Pratt. No, for sure. So, like, like I, I feel like that's this is even still just a worse scenario. No, it is, like, it is. But like that was my thing when yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, there's a person who's there embodying the character all this time, and someone else is coming in and getting the big fat blockbuster paycheck true, true, true. for things that they've been doing this whole time. You know, uh, you know, and that's where it gets weird. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Detective Pikachu, how we talked about Ryan Reynolds being. Detective Pikachu, um, you know, but at the end of the day, Ryan Reynolds doesn't do the Pika Pika part. He does uh, an imagined voice in Justin Smith's head. Yeah. Right. The Pika Pika part is still the girl who's been doing it for decades. Right. Yep. That's wild. I love that. Yeah. So you like, you do that. Right. It's not hard, guys. Yeah. Man. Also, honestly, I'm sorry to say, but it would have been cheaper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I think most of the, but I, I, no offense to Elimination, but like, I feel like almost all of the budget of this movie went to this casting. Like this is such an expensive cast. Like this, yeah. this is like a hundred million dollars of just casting these people right here. And I'm yeah. like, not just that, Louise. guys. We're getting a Sonic the Hedgehog movie and a Mario movie in the same year. I'm more excited for the Sonic movie. I am too, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I'm also super ex- more excited for Sonic the Hedgehog. Idris Elba's knuckles for crying someone, out loud. Someone pointed this out. It's like this is the opposite reaction of Idris Elba's knuckles. Hundred percent. That's the yeah. karma. That's the karma <laughs> we just we get. God, because when Idris Elba was announced as knuckles, every single one of us was like, hell yeah, yeah. Uh, I obviously hope for the best, but like, let's I let's, mean, let's I, get off of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get off. Let's of Yoshi. get off of that. Because uh, real quickly, Mag says, Mag does say, I'm sorry we ragged on it so long. Mag, Mag says, still can't wait. I'm glad. I'm Look, glad. I'm I, happy for you. I'm curious to see the trailer. It's hard for me to picture a movie that isn't just kind of like constant joke and parody. And 
I'm I'm not sure that's the Mario movie yeah, I want to see. I agree. I I will always go back to the Lego movie where I definitely ragged on that movie before it's, before it came out. And that mm-hmm. movie is a triumph. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't believe that can happen in the current situation that it's in. But you know what? We all wilder things have happened. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tadum. Dun dum. The the uh, the Netflix event also happened this week. Um, this was a a big event where Netflix released a ton of stuff. Um, just interviews and things, but a lot of first looks, and we're gonna be talking about the first looks. Um. Strange Things season four had its first trailer, its first proper trailer. Really. Felt just like a, like a, a conjuring movie for a second. It did. It did actually. It? <laughs> Not really Stranger Things, but like whatever. Okay. It's um, like you got something. The, uh, something happened to a family, and they're looking into it, investigating. Yeah. Those kids are getting older and older they, every day. Oh my god. Holy crap, they are. Uh, That's how age works. No, I know, but I, like when you wait years to film your. Yeah. <laughs> but then you think about when you first saw Stranger Things, and you're like, wait, that was how long ago? Five years ago, Ben. Oh. Yep. Where do you think this is? Russia, America. No, I just mean like you, this isn't in the same town. I think no, it's not. I don't think it's in Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah, I think they're in they're in Russia. I think they're wherever Bill. You think they're in Russia? <laughs> What's no. his name? Bill. Who? Bill. Bill kid, Bill. The kid. The kid who Byers? was missing in the first scene. The first Will season. Byers. Will. 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 Bill. Um, Will is. I think that's wherever he moved to. The town that he moved to. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. but uh. it's weird that like all of them go there. Yeah, they're visiting. I guess this this trailer it was kind of just like hey here's a scene of us being spooky in a house like I I, I can't I don't really know what's going on yet uh, yeah. yeah just like a tease. we're probably gonna get I'm, more I'm interested in the fact that they're investigating something that happened a long time ago that's kind yeah. of all I can get gleaned yeah. from this well point. Yeah. we're definitely gonna get another trailer and we're gonna and they see look more. old yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except for the guy playing Steve Joe Joe well because he's right? like thirty <laughs> I'm I'm always happy to see Steve back yeah uh, he's great he still has some beautiful hair best Dead by Daylight character. The Sandman released a, uh, a basically a scene from the first episode. Yeah, like the first like the first couple pages of the comic. Uh, it's just it's a tone piece. Uh, it doesn't really show like a show a lot, but it's like, hey, we're trying to summon like a primordial force of the universe, and we got the wrong one. By it's a accident. true first look. I'm glad that they labeled these things as first looks because yeah. that is what they are. Yeah. They're just teasers, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really stoked for the Sandman TV series. I know Neil Gaiman is is really excited. It's finally happening. Um, this is this is definitely one of those comics that is very, very like wild and weird and like only like it's one of the most like unadaptable things out there. So it's like been they've been trying for years. Yeah, uh, I know Joseph Gordon. Much Levitt. like Why the Last Man. Much yeah. like Why the Last Man. Uh, but Why the Last Man is so much more like easy to do. Oh yeah. Uh, like just like it. I'm so fascinated to see how big the budget is for the show because like they need a big budget to really pull off some of the stuff they're doing. And from what I've seen from like the first this, uh, like they they got a big budget for the big swirly thing, whatever. Yeah. Looks cool. Uh, League of Legends Arcane. Man, this looks gorgeous. I really like the animation. Yeah, it looks why really does this pretty. look so goddamn good? They put money behind it. They did. It's it's super weird. Uh, I wish I wish faces and people look like this in what in whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got that That's Netflix money. Yeah, point. it kind of reminds me of uh, the first time we saw the Clone Wars. Like you, you got that those the characters that you were looking at, even sure. though they were kind of more blocky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the not the Tartakovsky. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Uh, yeah, really good art style. Uh, again, this is based off League of Legends, a multiplayer-centric game that doesn't really have... It has a narrative, but it's not really what's about. And it's like, this and Dota, man. Like, Netflix has a... Dota's has good. Are there, yeah. are there books of League of Legends? Yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure there's... Books? Books. Pro- oh, they're probably... I I'm 99% sure there's League books probably. that explain the lore. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, not I, for me. I'm, I really like Dota, so I'm kind of like... Thinking like I, I think I can get into this one I, too. I will watch yeah. this because of the animation. Yeah, yeah. Like if if the story sells me from there, great. But like the animation is what's bringing me. Yeah, definitely uh, unique for for what Netflix puts out. Yeah, Ryan. Hey, what's up? 
You recently got into a TV show called Vikings. I mean, recently as in the pandemic a, a year ago, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Vikings Valhalla Woo! is coming to Netflix. Yeah, it's about Leif Erikson, who is, uh, it's like, uh, I played Val- Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and they, they kind of fudge stuff, but it's, I think it's like a like hundred years after uh, uh, the the the. Ragnar Ragnarsson stuff happened, so it's like a, it's it's hundred years later, and like they go to England, like, hey, is the Viking stuff that I heard about in legend still true? Is the family stuff still true? And it's about him like learning about his heritage and all that stuff. And I'm like, I the Vikings are cool as shit. I'll watch it. Do you think they're gonna sh- uh, show Leif Erikson coming to North America or? Ooh, that might be like a depends on how two. long the show goes. Yeah, yeah. it's like a because if I if <laughs> my Viking history is not that good, but it it was Leif Erikson who like first technically discovered the continent of the, of North America. Uh, I you know what my, my I am in the Ragnar Ragnarsson era, so like Leaf, I gotta read some more history because I know I it was the Vikings um, who first came to North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a uh, real quickly. There was a Norse scholar, a Norse mythology scholar, who's been doing IGN videos, uh, talking about the God of War Ragnarok mm. and God of War. Uh, it's really cool. I recommend do, it. Do nice. we know if this is a limited series or if this is like first season of a continuous show? It sounds like it's li- it sounds like it's the first season. Okay. Uh, they hope to get more. Let's hope. Because then I would suspect that Ben, you yes, are right. End up at North America. He is thought to have been the first European to set foot on North in North America. Sweet, good cool. for him. Yay! Take that, Chris. I uh, doubt that happens in this first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if it's I, a full show. Yeah, I doubt that too. But still, that'd be cool if we actually I, get to him traveling to North America. I assume it'll be the same, the same like uh, quote unquote kind of like a uh, uh, path that Ragnar. You know, he starts in one place and then he builds his army, and so Leaf will do that here and probably go to America. Yeah, at the that's end. so. All right, really, really quick fun fact. That's why um, a lot of Norse, uh, like, because so it's believed that Leif Erikson went to the area now of Minnesota. That's one of the reasons why the football team there is called the Minnesota Vikings. I learned something today. Thank you, Ben. Oh, look at that. We all learned something today. And also that a lot of people from, like, Scandinavia settled in nor- in that part of Minnesota, in that part of the United a States. A lot of blondes there. Get them off my land. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, uh... This is probably my favorite thing that happened at Tadum. Uh, the Cowboy Bebop opening credits were were released. Holy Don't shit! Three, two, one, let's jam. Um, I mean, like there was no other way to do it. No, there really wasn't. I I had anticipated a trailer, but I was very happy with this. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay with this. This is all you need. Yeah, um, it's it's Cowboy Bebop. The show's not coming out until November, so they don't release trailers uh, very far in advance. Netflix does, so we won't get like a proper trailer until probably next uh, middle of next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't care if that show's bad. Uh, uh, I'll, I I got this. I got like uh, I the music's there. Uh, like the music's gonna be like throughout the show too. But like uh, it looks the just the the way they animated everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely made a successful transition to live action. And they also mentioned this week they also had a quote uh, that I loved where they were just like we're not adapting the show scene for scene because like that would that would leave audiences hungry for something they already have. Uh, so we're doing we're taking our un, a, new, a different approach and we're we're doing something new. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. I'm very excited for the show based on what I saw with the, this and what I heard from them. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I, I just, yeah. I, I just love how John Cho looks exactly like Spike. Looks good. It's like the hair, the jacket, and everything. It's like you are a spitting image of Spike Spiegel. Holy crap! Right. Very happy for him. Um, I have seen some detractors because you know there's a thing like why why. If if you're just gonna remake the show, then like just like just wa- rewatch the show, and like they are not just remaking it. Uh, but I think like for something like the t- the opening title sequence, like you 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 pay homage to the thing mm-hmm. that it's that yeah. it's based off of. Like you I don't think that's not a problem. That that 
I'd be mad it's if not he just, didn't. It's not just that it's a good opening credit sequence. It's one of the most iconic opening yes. credit yeah. sequence in anime. Truly. It's like, like you have this, people, other anime have referenced it. Other cartoons, American cartoons, reference this opening credit sequence. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't do it any other way. Yeah. It's iconic, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for the show. There was... Um, the girl who plays Faye. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from, at last I saw her, I think it was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. She plays the vet, um, the dino vet. Oh. Um, I'm really happy I get to see her in something potentially good because mm-hmm. I liked her <laughs> in that in that yeah. movie, but that movie's bad, so that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I re- Also, they're probably going to do it because y- y- it's like, like, with the opening credits, it's an homage to, to the first, to the, the original anime. They're probably going to end every episode with See You, Space Cowboy. I, I, I have to assume. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like, it has to be there. I love John Cho. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, he got, this show would have been out by now, but he got injured, and yeah. there was also a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm. F- it's crazy that it's finally here. I know we've been talking about I, it for so long. I was scared it wasn't going to happen for a bit. I thought it was maybe gotten canceled and then swept under the rug. It's like, no, we're still doing Cowboy Bebop. It's just too like, much money it's on like, the show. It, yeah, because A, John got hurt, and then B, the pandemic. So it's like, no, we're still doing it. Just you got to be a little bit more patient, but it's happening. I'm we, ready we to watch that anime. I, yeah. I need I to watch that. At I was, uh, I, w- I was going to, because Zara hasn't seen it, and we'll watch the trailer, and she's like, this looks cool. Let's go. Do you want to watch the anime with me? Because I really want to see it again before I watch this. I'm in the same place with Megan. She hasn't watched anything from this Let's one, but it. I'm like, it's coming, and we're gonna watch it. Let's so do like, it. And then do you want to watch the anime? I'm animation actually, station on it. I'm actually reversed. Fanny's seen the anime, and I haven't. So now I'm gonna be like, so I need to watch Cowboy Bebop. She's like, Cowboy Bebop, and oh. we're probably gonna watch oh, Cowboy Bebop. You haven't watched. I, Cowboy why are you so excited? Watch I you watched show. it. I saw the movie. That's uh, weird. Like the anime. It, no, it was on a date with you know, one of my girlfriends in uh, you know what? um I haven't uh, seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie either. Yeah. I've only seen the show. I've seen both. I've only seen the show. Is, there, is it good? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it cool. is. Okay. Shows shows really good. The movie's oh, hell yeah. good. Yeah. You don't know shit. I liked the movie. You don't know shit. I've seen a few episodes. This is honestly, of Bebop. this is honestly such a the, the kind of shock that happened when he said he hadn't seen all of Dragon Ball. He hadn't seen all of Dragon Ball Z, only all of Dragon Ball abridged. And yeah. I was like, oh, what are you even referencing? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes anyway. about it. Oh, okay. And Inside Job, the new animated, a new adult animated show coming to Netflix. Yes. Um, this reminds me so much of Control, but if instead of everyone being like good at the job, they were all idiots. This mm. actually gave me more Lower Decks vibes. Yeah. Well, well I mean, this I mean, is... It's a Rick and Morty club. It's a It's uh. an adult animated show coming out in the 21st century, so it looks like every other thing. The thing yeah. is, like, I think some of the jokes landed better, and it is, like, super weird and, like, about, like, government uh, uh, secrets and shit. So, like, like, the de- like, the air quotes, the deep state, and all the conspiracy theories. I like how the company is called Cognito. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I thought there's a lot of the stuff that looks funny. The 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 wake up sheeple bit with it did get me. Uh, yes, <laughs> with <laughs> the actual sheep people. Yes, yes, yes. it's yeah. like sheep people hybrids. And then you got Yale. Then underneath it's like the real Yale University, which is like a of s- devil worship. Of all the trailers that we watched, because a lot of these shows are coming out that have this kind of style to it. Uh, this definitely is one of the better ones for me. I mm-hmm. think you, you go into the, the chamber with Elvis and the king, and all the people who who are. People claim to still be alive, or yeah. they're just cryogenically frozen. Paget Brewster is the is the lead. Uh, she's got a great oh. voice. I can't I can't get a read on what the politics are going to be in it, mm-hmm. and that leaves me like I don't know. Maybe it won't be for me. We'll see. Yeah, um, I feel that because it it has to be a politically charged show on some level. So mm-hmm. I'm like I can't tell <laughs> if this is. On on my end or on the other end, and if it's not on my end, I don't know that I want to watch now, it. During the trailer, I could have sworn there was like a bit. There's like a bunch of writing that if you pause at the <coughs> right time, you could like read it all, kind of like that one scene in Love, Death, and Robots. 
where it's a, a blue screen where it's like just a bunch of text. Uh-huh. Uh, I I kind of want to see what that says because it might give a little more in, insight into what I the show's going to be. Secrets in secrets. Um, all right. So we'll check that one out probably when it comes out. <coughs> or shortly. I after. probably won't watch it when it comes out. Too much stuff. The Witcher had a had a thing. Um, the Witcher season two is coming in December, I believe. Woo! And uh, they released the first trailer, uh, two clips also. Um, wow. Which I which I watched. The trailer doesn't show a whole lot. We do get glimpses of the next season where our characters look in the next season, but it's mostly footage of season one, which is disappointing. Um, just kind of be like, hey, remember Witcher? I do. We I do. do. I'm just throw yeah. throw a doubloon to your Witcher. Throw your doubloon to your yeah. master. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, that's it. You did. You nailed it. I know Witcher. <laughs> Um, the other, but there was some some news, such as it has been re- renewed for a third season. Sweet, um, I'm excited. And there is going to be a new animated film, uh, so a second animated film, and a kids friendly, a kids and family series. Mm. It's weird from the world of The Witcher. Now, okay, so immediately my mind says like this is weird. The, the Witcher is very like mature and like super sexy, uh, but then I'm like. What if it's something like Wayne Wayne Family Adventures, where it is the Witcher family just having a good old time being mutants? And I'm like, that's so weird. But like, if it is totally 100% different than the Witcher, I could see it working just by being so weird. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, I, I, I cannot see this working. It, it is yeah. a strange decision because you kind of look at like, who at Netflix said, let's do that? And, and someone else said, okay. Yeah, what if we take yeah. this guy who just, like, loves to kill and bang, but we made that for, like, eight-year-olds? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's about, like, the monster route and have, like, fun with, like, cool animated monsters, sure. But, like, it's just, I, I would there's never, other sh- properties for that. I am not, I, I if I were the creator of the Witcher TV series, uh, or if I was involved in the Witcher TV series, I don't think at all a thought would come into my head of, like, what if this was kid-friendly? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of... Netflix I'm, wants to compete with Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's they, true. They do. In the weirdest ways. I'm trying to think of a way that maybe a, ki- a air quotes here, kid-friendly Witcher show might work. And um, I'm sure the pitch was like great. I, I assume so, because otherwise this probably wouldn't have been made, and I can't really think of anything. But I mean, it, it honestly could just be what The Witcher is, but just incredibly toned down, which to me is just, then it's just traditional boring fantasy. Oh my god, I want Chibi Witcher. <laughs> I did see a tweet that's like, if it's like Chibi Witcher, then like, that's what I mean. If you go ex- 100% in the opposite yeah, yeah, direction, yeah. that's what yeah, I'm talking just about. Just like Tiny Child Witcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. if it's Chibi Witcher and they're there to make fun of jokes, throw some jokes and have a good time, then yeah. you know what? I'm okay with it. Cause Teen it's like, Titans go, but with The Witcher, yes. Or it's like like uh, when sometimes you read uh, manga, the creators like make these little chibi com- uh, strips in the back of the book where there's like fun, it's funny jokes. If it's stuff like that, I'm all for it. Um, we also know that there is a new Witcher spinoff, a limited series coming called The Witcher Blood Origin. This is going to be a live-action limited TV series. Ooh. Um, we've heard about this coming for a while, but we now know what it's about. And it's going to be the, about the events that led to the merging of the worlds of monsters and men, which is called The Conjunction. Mm-hmm. The Conjunction of Spheres. Uh, and it's going to be about that and the creation of the first prototype Witcher. Nice. So okay. more prequel stuff. All right. Uh, this is apparently, we're talking about it like we're we're building lore from before even the books. Mm. Yeah. So. Um man, they're going super super hard on the Witcher, which is cool. Uh it's like one of the like like Netflix's like biggest franchises. So like I if it all if it all works, sure. Yeah. It was one of my favorite shows from la- from the other year from it the was, year it came yeah, out. So it I'm was excited. definitely one of my favorite shows in uh 2019. That's when it came out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, time. I watched that. I I binged that watched that show with my mom yeah. for Christmas. Right? I was oh, really Fanny and I were constantly watching Witcher. Yeah, so more Witcher is is fine by me. It's, it's all good. It's a whole lot. I I just <laughs> that family one's so weird. All right, Super Crooks. Looks neat. This is the anime Super Crooks, not the live-action spinoff of Jupiter's Legacy. 
the now defunct Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, this has been in development for a while. This is coming from the people who did My Hero Activity. Academia. Animation looks gorgeous. Yeah. I like how the guys say, oh, I'm going to be a good citizen and immediately try to steal something. I really like the action sequences. They're yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, the, the fights, it comes from the same studio that did My Hero, and the fight scenes in My Hero are gorgeous. So I have, it's like it's par for the course. I mean that in a good way. It looks good. Mystery Anime? I I I I think the animation visuals look good. There's nothing like drawing me into yeah. the story. I'm like, I have other superhero shows, honestly. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if I'm gonna watch a superhero anime right now, it's My Hero Academia. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, like, I need to know more about like why I should watch this besides the animation. I did have a thought. Like, even though I liked this trailer, I was I was into it. But like, I kind of sat there going like. You know, Jupiter's Legacy is really bad, and I know it's like it, it can't be comparable. But for whatever reason, all of a sudden, like now, the Mark mm. Millar brand has been tainted. It's on not Netflix. so. It's well, not connected like to Jupiter Legacy, but it's still based off a of Mark Millar comic. Yeah. So like, the well, inherent- like it was made before that, and it's like made by a Japanese studio. So like, they could be going wildly away from whatever his it's true. premise of setup is. I hope so. I just don't really know what that is. So I'm not sure if it's something I want to watch yet. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's going to be more appealing to me than the live action Mark Millar one. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Hellbound, the the from the director of Train to Busan, and starring the 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 lead actor from Train to Busan too. Yeah. Uh cool. It hey man, it's what if Death Note, but instead of uh, an evil demon guy, you just big stone <laughs> ghost monsters coming. They just it's come like and shit. find at a certain time of day. They find a person. They tell you when, which is messed up. At because yeah. anyone who like has lived that moment where you have the deadline and you've got only an hour, and you're like, well, what do I do for? You an just hour? stare at the phone, <laughs> and you yeah. just kind of like do nothing. <laughs> Uh, so like these big monsters come and they 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 they, they steal your soul, uh, but like they'll chase you down and it's about like, to get the soul sucked. Like, if you run and you don't, because it's like the guy's like running because he's like I don't want to die, I don't want to go to hell. He's like yeah. too bad, you're going to hell, bud. Um, it's it's a series. I wonder if it's gonna be like Yu Yu Hakusho. Ooh, we'll see. I just like I don't know why that 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 immediately be like ooh like he's he's got a there's a stuff. Yu, there's, isn't there a live action Yu Yu Hakusho series that that Netflix is doing. That was announced oh, that they're doing. Yes. We talked yeah. about that a while ago. I yeah, forgot about that. Somebody's doing it. I'm not. I can't remember if it's probably Netflix, but I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- yeah. This looks interesting. I want to know more. Yeah. This is again like a first look. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Trailers. Trailer T-talk. Park. Uh, Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. I am really liking these. I think this looks doc- really fun. Yeah, I'm liking these type of documentaries. Like, um, like, um, the toys that made us was a good one. Yep. Um, I haven't seen them yet, but um, history mo- of curse words is awesome. Yeah, history of swear words, and also um, the movies that made us because I really want to watch that as well. Yeah, that's just um, released a new season. Yeah, the Hollywood cliches one. I'm like, this gave me a lot of history of swear words vibe or history of, yeah. And I want to watch this. I like this. I I want to watch an episode all about the Wilhelm scream. I'm curious. I about think there. It. I think there's a lot of value in the idea of doing like a documentary of like. The thing is, like, cliches are, have been in movies for 100 years. So, like, you you, ha- you go through the history of where that cliche came from, how it evolved cinema, and things like that. I think that's there's a lot of value in that. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm someone who's on YouTube a lot, so I've watched countless video essays about this exact thing. Um, but it didn't have celebrities in it, so I guess right. that helps. It didn't have the people who were involved in the yeah, industry yeah, yeah. talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. it. And I think if they are... I hope that they're able to go and like show footage because they got footage from a lot of movies uh, mm-hmm. that they can actually show like some of the earliest ones that actually mm-hmm. showed it, like things that go back to like the forties, the thirties. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where did this start? Where did this thing start? I hope that that happens. That yeah. There's yeah. enough mm-hmm. of that because like it's a good way to remind people because like we're we're at a generation where like we're still interested in like older films, but it's definitely like that wanes further and further as it's going. We never talked about it, but turn classic movies like recently 
changed its whole setup to be more embracing of the future. Th- this is actually a good side tangent real quick. Turner Classic what? Movies, what they did is they actually changed themselves. They're, they're still Turner Classic Movies, but what they're doing is um, a lot of their content now is uh, practically up to like 15, 20 years ago now, mm-hmm. um, where before they were only like recently getting into the 70s because they were like slowly moving up through the decades. And the whole reason behind it is that they're like, they no longer want to be exclusionary of... Uh, voice it like feel like they're only catering to like white directors and white screenwriters, which if they stay locked into it that time period, they good, will be very good. So point. they were yeah. like, we're gonna move it up and focus on classic films that maybe are a little more contemporary uh, because we want to be more inclusive, which is their whole thing that they're pushing for. Um, so in doing that, they're putting that greater focus on that, which is really nice, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes a lot of sense. But they're also like they don't want to lose touch with like what what the history of film is and like maintain that long legacy of like where these things started. Like let these things preserve. So yeah. um, I hope that some of that still carries on because that's got to still have an audience with yeah. people. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> all right. So Modoc, we knew that Modoc survived the uh, the the Kevin Feige uh, cancel hammer over at Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we heard rumblings that this one also did Hit Monkey. Rumble, 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 rumble. Hit Monkey also survived, so we got a first look trailer. Theoretically, the last. Theor- of that. Yeah, I think that I don't think Howard the Duck made it. No. no. Uh, I mean, I this is created by Daniel Way, who had a great run on Ghost Rider and, and Cable and Deadpool. Um, Hit Monkey is a character I've never read, uh, but he's shown up in Deadpool comics that I've read a bunch of. So like. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, wish, like, I wish the animation looked better. It it, it looked yeah, it looks fine. Um, I I, I it's I doubt it's I'll like watch it. Like a notch it. a notch above the bad Night of the Living Dead. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, I I'm probably not gonna watch it. I'm gonna be honest. I I started Modoc. I didn't finish Modoc. I thought the first episode was totally fine. <clears throat> yeah, I only watched the first two. Um, yeah, I don't. I I think that we're not. That these Modoc and Hitmonkey are not long for the world anyway. I think they just were too far along in production to to cancel them. Yep. Um, I think this is the animation. Nothing about the animation is making me want to watch it. Yeah. Same. I really don't have anything to say about Hitmonkey. Really. Well, do you have anything to say about Nightwatch then? Or Night, Night Teeth. Teeth? Yes, I do <laughs> have yeah. things to say it's about the Night best Teeth. trailer of the week. I think Night Teeth is the new Netflix oh, no, original Rolling movie. Kills. <laughs> but that's an established thing. Yeah, this yeah. is a brand new. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Okay, br- new trailer that we had. We knew nothing about vampires. 19. Vampires out on the town. I didn't think it was gonna be vampires. I thought it was just like some people who were getting into trouble. And then the second we saw the the feeding grounds, I'm like, oh, I we're thought Night Teeth gave it away. I didn't think so. There's some creep. Cre- I I honestly I when I first there. saw it, this is the second time I've seen it. Um, when I first saw it, I was not registering what was like the Night Teeth title. I was like, okay, well. Th- and then the vampires happened. I'm like, oh, dang. the first time I saw it was off of a headline talking about Megan Fox and Debbie Ryan in a vampire movie. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't All right. see that, but I loved it. I love it. Yeah, I'm so happy. Looks really cool. Who's who's the, the Debbie Fox? Debbie, Debbie Ryan. Ryan. Debbie Ryan. What what is? Who's she's, she's from. She was a Disney girl. She's from Jesse. Oh, on okay. Disney Channel, which crossed over with uh, Spider Man <laughs> in a cartoon one. Definitely watch that episode. <laughs> uh, no, she's actually she's she's really talented. Uh, she's been struggling to like have a big breakout mm-hmm. uh, post Disney. Like she's appeared in things, but like nothing that's gotten a lot of acclaim or notoriety. But she's talented um, as an actress, so it's really cool that she's getting to do this. And, and I'm all about bringing Megan Fox back. Yeah, maybe. I I love the <laughs> ominous tone throughout this entire trailer. Uh, uh, I uh, this type of movie. We're like, it's like, yo, it's like a bad time from the beginning, and it's like it just gets worse. Well, and like, like I and love the that. setup of him being the driver for these for their murders, <laughs> vampire yeah. ladies, and getting sucked in that way, like, what a good setup. sucked in, like a great a great premise, 
uh, I love the way that this trailer starts with just asking him, like, come on, dude, you got, like, one night. What you going to do? And he's like, well, I'd kill you. And it's like, there we go. Like, <laughs> I'm all about bite. this vibe. Like, this I looks thought, like great energy. Like, I felt it was going to be, we're going to go to some parties and, sh- and shit's going to hit the fan. And I it's going to be, like, uh, one of those those one-night movies where it's, like, uh, at, where everything goes wrong. It is that, but with vampires. Yeah, it is that, with, that with but with vampires. vampires. I thought it was just going to be, like, a typical party movie and, like, like, drugs and the mafia. And, like, he's like, I'm just a driver, man. I'm just trying to you go. Know, like, Stuber. Yeah, this stupid. This cast oh, looks. I forgot about Stuber. This cast looks solid throughout. I'm I'm happy about. And it. it's an October yeah. movie, baby. Halloween. Yeah. All right. Finch. This is the new Tom Hanks sci-fi movie. Apple TV Plus. It, it was supposed to go to theaters, but Apple TV Plus. Uh, I'll, bought I'll it. watch Tom Hanks make me emotional. I yeah. I was watching this trailer. The trailer doesn't really do much for me emotionally, but it, what I'm seeing, I'm like, if I watch this. Gonna be very sad. I'm pretty sure if, I, if all of us watch this, it's gonna make us cry. It's Tom Hanks you guys alone with a it. robot and a dog. Yeah, yeah. Don't I, I, I the robot how to drive. Honestly, this is kind of the most. This is also the most interested I've been in a Tom Hanks movie in a while. Um, I Tom Hanks is always a good actor. It's just the movie. The movies he's been doing have been really interested in me. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time. Are you really excited for Greyhound? Oh yeah, Greyhound's actually pretty good. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. Okay. That was that wasn't that long ago. They're right. Also Apple TV Plus. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That was just last year. So it's been you know. So there was the 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 one. But um, uh, I'm really. So really, you just weren't interested in his most recent one, which was uh, the, the what 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 was the title, Ben? You brought it up earlier. Oh, uh, News of the World. News, News of the World. world. Yeah, no, I wasn't so interested. Yeah. In News of the World. Um, so I'm excited to see Tom Hanks. I like him a lot. I like Tom Hanks too. It's an Apple TV Plus, so like I'm probably not gonna watch it. And I like uh, we have it. Don't no, I know, but I'm not still not gonna watch it. <laughs> I know. I, there's so much on Apple TV Plus. Where I'm like, I should watch. There's so much. This, this looks fine. This is this gonna be another probably an emotional manipulation movie, and like that's fine. They have their places. I I I have other movies I'd rather watch, to be honest. Uh, uh, I would imagine you have other things on Apple TV Plus you'd rather watch also. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I haven't gotten those either. Like Foundation uh, just started. Yeah, man, Foundation I've heard such good things, start. man. Like oh, Night man. Teeth. You want to watch Night Teeth instead. That's, well, that's, on, Netflix. Well, that's on Netflix. I got that's that. Um, yeah. Uh, there's, I also, Schmigadoon apparently was great, so I'm sad. I oh, yeah, Schmigadoon. Dang it. <laughs> Too many well, I need to watch that. Uh, okay. Muppets Haunted Mansion. This looks adorable. Hella charming. This looks so funny. I uh, wish that this hadn't been made during the pandemic, because uh, the the like green screenness of some of the shots is really taking some something away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that like there's a lot of times when I can tell that they're not in front of a real background or a set really sucks. Sure, uh, I'm like this is this feels like low Muppet quality mm-hmm. when like I don't think that the the story or the jokes or any of the stuff with the Muppets actually will be. It just feels that way because like. It's a kind of blurred out background of a room in the haunted mansion, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, dang! Yeah. <laughs> like usually they they make such nice sets for this kind of stuff, and mm. I I'm a little disappointed in that. Um, I was actually really surprised that it's not about the Muppets going through the haunted mansion, and the, and the celebrities would be the ghosts, right? Uh, and the the Muppets would be like the main character. I was surprised that there are like human characters that he that they in- interact with, like right? Will Arnett's the ghost host. Um, uh, Crap! Who's the lady who plays Taraji? Taraji? P. P. Henson. Yeah, she plays uh, um, Constance the Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Though good jokes. I like uh, the 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 Kermit, the new Kermit guys falling into the role. Hey, why? Why is me. Danny Trejo always in prison in Muppet know. stuff? That's a good point. Because Muppet. This racist. is the second time they've done this bit with him. I miss Rizzo. Where he's behind bars. They're never gonna let him forget. I miss Rizzo. Yeah. yeah. Well. Okay. Pepe's overshadowed him. Pepe took over Rizzo's role. And I will never not be salty about it. I like Pepe though. So. Isn't Rizzo the rat? 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's his name, Rizzo the Rat. All right. Pepe uh, the King Prawn. Um, close uh yeah, I I I have faith that this will be one of the better Muppets things that, in recent years. I'm definitely excited about it. I just I I it doesn't feel like it's hitting the high that it could sure. yet. Yeah. Maybe it will. That. Uh but it's definitely that like there's so many shots where it's like there's they feel so flat. Mm-hmm. Because it's just them and then the blurry background. And I'm like, ah, this isn't quite Muppets level. Yeah. <laughs> what is? Would you agree that Halloween Kills is Muppets level, though? No. Oh. Let him burn! I would say it's it's, Let him burn. it's Michael Myers level. <laughs> uh, that's the next one. That's the last trailer, Halloween Kills. Oh, my gosh. I, I was excited before. I am super excited. It, it is interesting knowing that this is the second part of a trilogy. Um, so, like, we know, like, the story has to, like not continue or not end in a way. Right. Um, this trailer reveals something new about the story though. That's hella exciting. And all those people are probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I didn't know that I wanted this yeah. as much until I saw this trailer. It became but a like, legacy movie. But all like of a knowing, sudden, yeah. knowing that like the concept was, well, it's the whole town versus Michael Myers. And I'm like, I mean, that's cool. That's neat. But then actually like having us have characters from before, come back as representations of like the town fighting against Michael Myers is like, oh man, that's so effective. We it's are a shame that it's Michael a shame Myers. that there's only one movie before that was canon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can't like pull more people, but that's still great. Like having the actor who played Lindsay come back as Lindsay is so good. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. When they're just like we we survived that night. It shows the clips of what they were boom, in the first boom. film and then uh, where they are now. It's just and then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, we are the survivors of Michael Myers. Such a good line. Uh, so it is. Michael line. with his burnt face, his burnt mask is really scary. It is. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm very excited. Another thing, I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I still love the fact that it's going back to like the, when I say the original Halloween 2, I mean how it's still taking place in the same night. It's yeah. not like the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like Michael was dormant for a year and then he's back. It's like, it's still the same night as the first movie. A direct sequel, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna be one long Let ass it's gonna be like I only can assume Halloween three or which is Halloween ends is gonna take place at like the same like the movie probably you, ends I, at the dawn. Ha, they shot them back to back. I have to. I imagine. hope so because then it's like this is gonna be one long Halloween night and it's I'm all for the longest it. in history. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for this film. Real quickly, just a little podcast in the in the in the <gasps> chat. Cooking. Uh, hi, gentlemen. Can't stay long, but wanted to show some love. Hello, sir. Oh, I love you. I'll see you in like an hour. <laughs> Um, oh boy. Speaking of seeing him in an hour, we should get into our review then. Ooh, Galiglit. Unless Sparks has one more thing he wants to say about Halloween Kills. Nope, I'm excited. Galiglit. Play the music. Galiglit. All right, here we are. We're talking about James Wan's newest horror film, Malignant. Galiglit. Malignant. Malignant. Says, I hope you say it differently. McGillicuddy. <laughs> McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. <laughs> um, uh, so full spoilers for the film that came out last week. Um, don't you know if you want if you don't want to know anything, skip ahead. Um, it's a pretty wild movie. I recommend seeing it before you listen to us talk about it. Absolutely. Um, so spoilers. You've been warned. Whatever you want to do. Hey, what's up? We're here. Malignant. Uh, what do we think about this one, Ben? No, I don't want to go first. Okay, Ryan. I understand why people don't like this movie. It's awesome. <laughs> this movie's awesome. I it's don't I don't understand why people don't like this movie. <laughs> They're crazy. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, good answer. I watched oh, I will say my fir- my first thoughts like this when I when when the first musical sting hits, I was like, "Oh, this is Saw." Um 
we're going to the ridiculous. We're doing the ridiculous horror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, once I settled that, once I settled that, I'm not watching a Conjuring. I'm watching a a, a kind of like really wild, ridiculous horror movie. I had a, it's a blast. He made his classic fancy horror movies. Yeah. He's time. Let's get nitty gritty. Let's, <laughs> let's get some, dirty. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I I I I heard a, I, re- I listened to the Weekly Planet, and one of the things that they said that the sets don't they feel like sets they don't feel like places. I think that's intentional. I, I think that is, it is meant to be that way, when, especially in the police. Uh, House. Anyway, Ben, initial thoughts. Horror master extraordinaire. Stephen King's best friend in the you. whole world. Okay, I need all three of you to shut up and let me finish. Okay? Wow. Ooh. Now he makes me want to interrupt. Thank you. 80% of this movie I absolutely did not like. It was whatever. It was There was a bunch of bad adding, but the second we got to the very end and the thing started revealing itself, I liked it. Most of this movie was a slog for me to get through, but once I got to the end, I enjoyed it. I know um, the visuals are nice, but my opening thought was like halfway through this movie, I was like, "God, can this movie just end already? I want, I'm, I'm done. I am done with this movie." Then the, the stuff, the the reveals happened. I'm like, "Okay, that was worth it." Yeah, there. That's my initial thought. No, that's honestly like. Uh, there are a lot of wi- I turned on yeah. There are a lot of wild wild reviews for this movie, and like honestly, like Ben, like that that review is not far off from a lot of people I've seen, and also in the opposite way, a lot of people really like like the horror movie that it was before it turns into the batshit insane backwards Voldo man. That I the, like, the, I like both. That I, is I, a good. Okay, no, yeah, I like I, I like all of it. You can't have one without the other. That's the thing. I, that was I, a good. I will uh, say, um, uh, what you call it? Soul Caliber. Yeah. The, well, the Soul Caliber, but I'm like. Comparison. That's the world. Yeah, looking for. I, I will say I do have a negative. I'm mostly positive about this film, uh, but like 99 percent of this movie I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not crazy about the dialogue at the end of the movie, specifically w- after the after the creature is beat, after the tumor is beat. Whatever Gabriel. Gabriel, I forgot his name. Thank you. Um, the dialogue that that our main character shares with his sister, I find to be really weirdly written and awkwardly performed. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I loved it. Oh, I will say that throughout this movie, the dialogue is awful. There's some really bad dialogue deliveries. There's some funny ones, but I, there's you, a lot. I think of a like lo- I think a lot of it is intentional. hundred percent. So, yeah, so uh, if, if yeah. it is intentional, okay. But still, I remember see, like I would see clips of YouTube videos before I saw the movie. It's like this movie needs more camp. There's like this movie isn't campy enough. And while much <laughs> it, it, it lives in a camp, I'm about to say yeah, this movie is campy. Like one of the scenes where I, I kind of groaned was when let's just get right into it. F it was when Madison looks to Sydney and says, "I'm adopted." I'm like, hold up, is it supposed to be reversed? <laughs> Is it supposed to be like you're adopted? What? And it's like, wow. Okay, that's a take. What? That's, that I do, I I'm. That's so weird. She's the older. She's the older sibling. She's the so older of course sister. she would have the knowledge that she was adopted when the younger one doesn't. No, but the other one's like, oh, I never knew you were adopted. Yeah, because right. she didn't know. What? What? She didn't know she was adopted. <laughs> that's so silly. She wasn't born Just when like she was adopted. God. Yeah, she wasn't born. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, like again, like I'm not gonna defend. The script is written this way on purpose. It is absolutely paying homage to old school '80s Italian horror movies, old school super, super gross, gross out, silly things. Like it is Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, yes, Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gates of Hell, the original zombie movies, uh, Lucio Fulci movies, like old, like old school stuff. Like if you, d- I hundred uh, percent, I think it's fine if you don't like the dialogue in this movie. I don't think it's good. It's done that way on purpose. This, this, this is one of the things where like James Wan made this movie for him and him alone. And he hopes you well, like it. Well, him and his wife. Well, you know what I mean. But yes, yes. Like, he, th- he made Aquaman for them. This one's for me. Um, and it is genre at its at its best. 
if you don't like it, I get it, but like for what he's doing, he is this he is the master at doing this kind of shit. This movie is so good for being like eighties schlock. It's so good. James Wan, Sam Raimi. Hundred percent. This yeah. there are so many Sam Raimi shots. Like like the, the monster chasing you with the camera and her like pounding the door. Like there is so much Sam Raimi influence in this movie. I love it. I, I love the shot where it's above the house and yeah. uh, Madison's going through the different That's rooms. That's an incredible th- shot. That's a really good shot. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I think, I think Ben, a part of this is your lack of exposure with horror films has kind of come back on you. Not now, like we've gotten you to engage more with the horror genre. But a lot of that has been like the sincere spooky side. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten you to go deep on like the goofy monster movie B camp crap. Of this the is 80s. closer to Psycho Gorman than it is like a conjuring. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because when when watching the trailers for this movie, I'm expecting like, oh, this is like James Wan conjuring level. Like I'm gonna be scared no, shitless. That's I, the opposite. I don't it's the go opposite. <laughs> like I did. I was like scared to go to bed after the end of this movie. I'm like, yeah. I Con- can sleep conjuring by. is about has subtlety. This movie has n- it's 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 there's no subtlety to it. It, right. it is it is. Everything it wears everything on its sleeve. Ben, one of the first lines in the movie is he's drinking the electricity. Yeah. <laughs> you are in or you're out on yeah. this on that one. <laughs> That's like, the thing is like I feel like the it's first time scene, to cut if out the, the first tumor. scene wasn't the there. Yeah. If the first cancer. scene wasn't there, I would be like, Yeah, this movie kind of tricked you. Yeah. But the first scene is right there where like you see you see a weird thing <laughs> behind that curtain. You see a, a monster so, with like, T Rex arms going, Meh. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, like, oh, this is gonna be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it tells you up front, like, this is this is a weird one. This is a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I was all for it. The moment like that scene happened, I'm like, oh, cool. This is what we're doing. Got it. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I think the I think the 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 marketing for this film does try to kind of cater more to the Conjuring side of the. Of, I think of so James too. James I think audience. the marketing failed it. Yes. Um, but once you, if you're, if you're able to acclimate yourself to the movie that it's telling you in the beginning i think you're in for a really great ride yeah. but if you stick to the idea that the marketing want showed you a different movie essentially then i, I think you're going to become out disappointed sure. i am glad that y- that you did like the part where it just turns into just like yo it's just slapstick now because the stuff in like the police fight like the pr- like the the jail cell fight oh i i <laughs> the choreography I, is so good it, it is. the having your villain be a backwards monster uh, it's so really that really unique. Looks like so cool. A Dead by Daylight villain, okay. if I've ever seen one. Uh-huh. Um, and you know what? I didn't see it coming. Uh, what what I what I remember listening first. I, so so I've been letting Ben kind of go off, but I, w- I want to say so quick things. Um, I find fifty fifty percent of this movie to be utterly terrifying. I was not okay for a lot of this for for before we get to like when the cop is chasing Gabriel. I legitimately was could not like I had a hard time watching the movie. Oh wow! And it's a good like as a good thing. Like yeah. you go to a horror movie, you want to be scared. Um, so like I I was I was really scared. Um, and then uh, oh, what was I gonna say about something? Not a lot. Oh, the the so I but I I called the idea that like they're connected somehow, but I thought more of a psychic connect connection between like. Um, uh, um, well, the sister says that it's like no. What's 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 the what's the name of it? Conjoined twins. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a sense, it it kind of is, but I thought more of a like a literal conjoined twin. Like this was yeah. something that was this was like a real person that was like split from the other from from her. That's way better. Yeah. Um, like, and then and then, but I, so I didn't catch that it would be actually inside of her skull and yeah. it comes out to kill people. Y- well, the, the whole conjoined twin thing, I had a feeling it had to do something with conjoined twins because you see pictures of, of Madison slash Emily as a child and she has stitches on her back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe this... Cause, and also it kind of 
gives like a little bit of a thing because it's like you see a bunch of stuff with like babies in utero, like twins growing that are conjoined. Yeah. And the, 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 the opening, the opening credits kind of they like give you like a little peek behind the curtain. A tiny the movie, the movie tells you like if you can pick up on it or, or not. Like it's it's watching it. It's not it, a it's it, not a comment like oh you're yeah. stupid if you didn't catch it. But like it's all there. Like it's not hiding yeah. it. Like yeah. if you want to if you want to catch it, you'll but, catch but it. But because because it's so it's it's deceptive because it's there. But you're not thinking. It, no. it throws red herrings all over the it place. It's, it's not just that. It's not just that. Nobody watching this movie for the first time in their right mind would say, "Oh, the creature is inside of her skull and comes out to and comes out to kill her." Like you go to other more rational places. It, the reveal is better because you're not thinking about it. That's why, to me, the, that's why the because like most of the movie, I was gonna be like, "Man, this movie is bad." But once we got to the reveal. And it's revealed that Gabriel was inside the skull. He comes out like the scene in jail cell, the jail cell, and he contorts his body, and that's why he wore the coat and the hat to look like a Bloodborne protagonist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It was like I know you like that, and I was like, oh, oh, this has got a lot so better. I they, like the second the the, the, the thing, like because I'm wondering, like, how come her head is bleeding on the pillow? The, the uh-huh, one thing uh-huh. that I have to say that this movie does very very well is that it does show you what's happening and it ties up every single loose end like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, the re- like the hitting the head on the thing cuz you see throughout the movie like there's blood on the pillow even when she doesn't realize it and then when uh Sydney comes it's like why is your head bleeding we don't know why her head's bleeding oh it's because Gabriel took over yeah, and that's it wouldn't how be he... uh, the 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 idea that like he was freed because of the abusive boyfriend hitting her head mm-hmm. it, you know I, again like i just went to like oh they were they were like two full people who were co- who were connected at the head. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I was. So once once the cop chase started happening, and you see him running backwards in a hallway. Yeah, that's when I knew she was she herself was involved. Yeah, I, I thought I thought she was. I thought Gabriel was just taking over her brain, like like uh, away from her body. But he still had a connection to her brain, so I thought he was just psychically taking over her body. Because um, people don't walk backwards. That's not natural. <laughs> I just thought it was like some, once again, I thought it was just like some weird, it was a conjoined twin where one twin was was came out okay and then the other had a bunch of deformities to it. Yeah. I, they're running, like the, their their limbs grew to a way that they're once you like kind they're of settle, backwards. Once you kind of settle on a theory, you do kind of you do kind yeah. of do like backward flips to, to make it work. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, but I think the reveal uh, when we, with the in the, in the seventies jail cell, for some reason, like all of a sudden it's, it just <laughs> listen. There was the a disco. There's a disco that went bad. Um, <laughs> on jail. Really bad disco. T- disco night yeah. at the mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and she and like rips her her like the back of the skull open is is awesome. Yeah. Oh, so. uh, and like d- <laughs> the prisoners have the same reaction. It's like what the f is going yeah. on? It's such it's such a bummer for you, Ben, that uh, that so much of the movie didn't work because I think there's like even without the reveal. I think there's so many inventive shots and like well-framed color palettes and lighting and effective. Like I love the way they do the first time that she's paralyzed and it spins around and the and room changes, changes what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I think it's all such incredible stuff. Yeah. I'm saying when I said earlier that there was really good visuals, that's what I'm talking about. Like the way the mel- the rooms melt, or she wakes up and she sees the her next vic- like the next victim, the got the one of the doctors in his own bed. And like she wakes up, she's like she see she sees him, and then the room melts, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm watching this murder happen, IRL." Yeah, and there's and this incredible shot where it's just like her, and it's like slightly shaking, and it's it's yeah. the like fish eye, and she's like, "Uh, uh." And when then you it, see when, when, she comes, shots. when she comes back to it, like the warm like warps uh, warps around her, mm-hmm. uh, and like when you see Gabriel like reach over her, 
mm-hmm. uh, to kill Ooh, him. Backwards. Yeah. Hell yeah. And once it, by the way, that guy's in Bishko County Jr. Hmm. It's like it's okay. terrible. It or it's ter- not terrible. Um, it's terrifying. That's why I meant to say it's terrifying. And then when he she's screaming and you see Gabriel look like look at her dead in the eyes like oh can. Because once again, beautiful the, green eyes. The you don't see the the real. I mean, makes sense, but still, it's one of those things. Is like, how is she seeing this, and does he see her? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it just like adds layers upon living, layer. living. It adds layers upon layers upon this. Like, what is this mystery? What is going on? How is she seeing this? This is some creepy shit. What does it mean? And then you just get some really bad line de- yeah, deliveries. The uh, the I want to I want to mention this, the the other the the um the male doctor that who who dies in bed um. I really like that actor, so it's just kind of nice to see him in kind of a cameo role. Mm-hmm. He's from Boston Legal, like most notably. But uh, Sparks, you watch Briscoe County, so yes. like, uh, I figured you'd kind of know that poll. It has been very too long, long time to recognize. Um, but he, you know, he's great in Boston Legal, and I just like him in general. So it was kind of cool to see him as a cameo role, like there. I right there. I guess I'm too steeped in schlock in horror. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like too, no, because too. like you're saying this stuff about lines, and I'm like. Man, I didn't get that at all. Uh, maybe like not even a little. Maybe it's just because you. Thanks to you guys, you. Uh, okay, I'm not blaming you guys, but you showed me some fantastic, amazing horror films, and I know how great of a director James Wan can be. But it's it's a different type and of horror. It, yeah, yeah, it is a different type of horror, and I've just and the horror movies that you guys I've seen with you guys, you guys had watched me for for in preparation for the show. Are Ben? Have you the, seen Evil Dead Two or Army of Darkness? I've seen Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Do you like Evil Dead Two? I love Evil Dead Two. Then you just watch you just watch Malignant. You just watched Evil Dead too. It's it's, 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 it's goofy it's, shit. It is schlock camp. It is it is not taking itself seriously. Like right. he knows, yo. There's a line where the sister's like, <laughs> "What's what's uh, uh, Madison? He he killed your babies. His psychic energy was feeding off of your unborn babies." Right. Uh, and like yeah. that's and I'm like, this is so insane right now. Right. No, he yeah. was, I he was cannot that, believe this. At that point, I'm just like, I'm just here for the ride. That's when the whole movie, though. I'm just letting it ride when yeah. he's. Like, I mean, but although, that's, that's the end of the movie. Although so, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad about the fake out when like he kills when you see Gabriel pull the trigger on the sister. The inception, and then, inception. And yeah. I'm like, oh, please tell me that's not how the movie ends. And then the the room melts. I'm like, oh, thank yeah, God. it was really dark for me. I'm, I'm like, like, oh my th- God. I was like, oh, thank God. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to rag too much on Ben's dislike of the movie. I, I you know, movies don't work. It's for just honestly like, like I again like this like if you didn't like like the Conjuring like I think that is a definitely more classy you know like like mm-hmm. quote unquote sophisticated horror movie. It's still a big blockbuster. Horror is like, a wide genre with different things, and this is this is playing to a different avenue than James Wan has usually done. This is a passion still, project type of thing for him. Yeah, but it's still like a good version of that. Yeah. So I want to. I want to. I don't want Ben to just kind of sit here and defend his opinion no, no, the whole okay. time. Um, so I want to talk about some, you know, some of the things that I that I I liked. Uh, if, uh, one of the one of the twists that I really enjoyed is the um, the when the mom who I, I clocked that she was a mom pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, but she when she falls through the the ceiling, so good. I did not see that coming at all. That was such a shock to me. And the musical sting there is brilliant. I love that scene. I absolutely think like because this whole time he's like, who is this woman? Was this woman? And then when she falls in the ceiling, it's like, oh shit, he was there the whole time. This is a I'd, brilliant reveal. Now, once again, when I say that this movie was hard to get through, I'm not saying that there there are tar- parts of this movie that I still enjoy because it adds to more to the mystery. It's like it kept me engaged. I'm like trying to think of what's going on and what is happening. I, and that's why I say once we got to the reveal, I, got, I, got, I gave you an out that you didn't have to just sit here. So and like your again, like I I I am friends with a lot of people on Twitter, and like one of the people I follow, he was like. Is Malignant a joke? Is this like a is this like a parody of horror movies? And it's just because like 
if you're not ingrained in this type of genre, like like then it's just not going to be for you. And like I I don't blame you, Ben. This is not like any other horror movie you've ever, that you've ever seen because you haven't been exposed to like super dumb horror. And sometimes horror can just be a silly dude and like silly lines and like. And like again, like Sparks and I have been like, uh, this like, has been that's growing like up. Most with this. of the entire Sparks, you that's wanted, all of the eighties. Yeah. Sparks, you wanted to say something a little earlier after I said after I'd spoken about the the reveal of her falling through the ceiling with the musical sting. Yeah, when uh, that was one of the few things that I caught on to was like the first moment where I saw the uh, attic with the fan. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is this is that attic. Like, this yeah. is, there's no way this is just some some attic. This I, is that attic. I just thought it was I, I because he was visiting the house too much. Like yeah. I like I was like. He's coming here, so probably, probably that attic. Like, sure, I, d I didn't clock it was an attic though. I thought it was still the underground yeah, yeah, city yeah. that they were in. No, the big fan with the with the, the like opening. trees outside yeah. is what what put me on like I, the thing that that I really like about the movie. Uh, and again, it is super schlocky, but like every reveal feels super big because the music makes it super big, and it just like it's oh, good score. it just leans into how such it, a good score yeah. and like. They make it extra dramatic, like I am adopted. Da, 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 da! And I'm like, this is so on the money. Like the, it knows exactly what it's doing. The and score, the sc I, I just want, sorry, go ahead. I no, I was gonna say, like, I just wanna I, I wanna praise the actors because this was the thing I was saying earlier. Like I didn't see that line reading problem at all because I'm like, I think they're doing a great job. They all know exactly what freaking movie they're in. Really they good know what they're doing. Really good bad husband. Like yeah. like that dude yeah. sucks hard. I, oh, I yeah, screw I that guy. I want. I, I need. We need to highlight the music. I think the music in this, also the needle drops, I think are all great. Oh, where is my mind by the Pixies being oh my like God? Ah! Yeah, it's ridiculous. The, the music is turned up to eleven in this movie. It's 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 huge. It's bombastic. There's also a really good scare that's not a scare. That I, it's the when the sister is in the insane asylum. Props to have an insane asylum on the side of a cliff. Love it. And she like, just drives right up to it. Drives up to the cliff, and she and she nothing happens to her. She's right. fine. Uh -huh. It's just yeah, yeah. That constantly like just drives really right up to the. <laughs> and like you're you're when she's in when she's in the thing, she goes really close to the cliff. But like I love I love the setting of that. I love the idea of the, the spooky abandoned insane asylum, and nothing happens to her in the insane asylum. You're just constantly tense that something will. Uh, this right. just made me like, especially that scene where like nothing happens. I'm like, oh, James Wan should have directed a Resident Evil. Uh, movie. The, the there was yeah. the scene when you and I were watching it together where like. Like it's the whole setup of the guy from Briscoe County Jr. where he's uh, going through his apartment and he's looking for him and oh. they <laughs> set up with the shot under the bed and I'm like, oh man, really bold to like set up all that and just leave. Like that yeah. was great. I loved it. I love that it was Fake like out. you keep thinking it's gonna and nothing happens and I'm like, man, really good tension built. Uh, yeah, I like everybody knew what movie they were making and I think they were really committed to like you've got the forensics lady who's obsessed with Super Detective Hanson. <laughs> and, and, and that's James Wan's wife. So like she knows what movie she's in. When she helped write the script. When she when they see her when when she sees the the the, the lady detective, I forget her name, and then she immediately sees the guy's like, oh my God, you Yes, oh, exactly. that was so good. Uh, so like, good. They knew what they were doing. It's a super like it's a fun horror you're, movie you're in like also, a goofy, crazy way. There's also like not there's not a lot of like significant main character deaths in this in this movie, but you feel like there could be. Like you never feel like the stakes are not are not there. Yeah. And the police officer in the police fight sequence, I'm I was constantly concerned that both those detectives were gonna get yeah, killed. Yeah, for sure. They got sliced in the stomach. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh no. Well, because literally everybody else got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was I was constantly like, oh my god, don't please uh, don't kill them. It's funny because. Like the the correlation of people who watch Aquaman and watch this movie, like they're not like uh, it's for us there, but it's not for other people. But the fight scene uh, at the beginning of Aquaman with with Nicole Kidman has the same energy as the yeah. fight scene in the police station with the swirling camera. And I'm like, oh, he's it's a, he's good at action. It's a single it's a single take. Yeah, for a lot of it, not for all of it. Yeah, yeah. good, uh, just good. Again, like they don't make these types of movies anymore 
for this exact reason, because like a lot of the general audience uh, doesn't connect with it. I, I have and to I get that. I have in to many say ways, this is what made people say horror was dead going into the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I really want to just talk about the fact that like there is a fake mask on the stunt performer. Oh, it's so good. And I'm so happy they didn't do CGI yeah. because that mask is so beautiful. It's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's just so rubber. It's so bad. rubber. But, but it makes it uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's uncomfortable to look at because it's there. Yes. And you're like, I, ugh. I always feel like, in a good way, like, uncomfortable anytime uh, 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 the character, Gabriel, walks. Because it's just somebody walking backwards, but, like, they're walking forward. It's yeah. just like, it, that performer is so talented. Uh. I don't know if I have any more, more to I, say. I definitely have more. Um, yeah. I I I really appreciate this movie. Um, one of the things like Ryan and I uh, talked about right after because like there was something very specific that it was harkening back to for me, which is a very similar like. So this is a film that didn't do this successfully, and it's called Darkness Falls. Yeah. Um, which Ooh. is all about a, uh, a tooth fairy who can only who movie. can only take the people that they kill when it's dark. So if they're in the light, they can't grab them. There, the re- the direct parallel for me was that there's a whole scene where the tooth fairy comes and kills a bunch of cops in the station. Uh, that scene, the problem is that that movie was so committed to it was a horror movie, so everything had to be spooky the whole time. So like all that murdering of the cops needs to be seriously scary. Every moment of that movie needs to be seriously scary, and the movie couldn't make that work because it's too goofy of a of a killer and too goofy of a concept um and so it just ultimately falls apart that movie like overall is not super good um even with a cool premise this one doesn't try to do that when it gets to those moments it's like no this is now action like this is an action movie we're this now not, doing an action we're not movie. trying to scare you anymore but it, and, and that's still, it and is still tense in the sequence under the underneath with the with like the carriages and things like that with mm-hmm. the detective oh yeah for sure i'm talking like the the cop killing scene like right. like the, it it when it knows what it needs to do it's doing it it's shifting its tones as is appropriate to match what it's trying to tell in the story and that is why it's so good to me because I've seen when like a movie doesn't know how to do that, and that was Darkness Falls. That like that is a true example of like we needed to make a spooky movie throughout, and like by doing so, completely fell flat on its face. And it could have been something really good. Yeah. Uh, and this one knows like, hey, this is the time where we we get to embrace being a little funny. We get to embrace being weird, and do all these things. And like it has its moments where it gets to be tense and scary. The moment where she first encounters uh the doctor in her house and she runs right past the stairs screaming and it's oh. like oh that's fine yeah um and and like what you said like the, the above the above the house shots or her running through trying to shut everything when she sees him in the dark like all of that is still good tense horror and but then there's all this weird schlocky stuff that's also and super good it's really, an acquired taste it's sure, a really yeah. good um it's a really good moment of misdirection when the first time we see Gabriel, he's kind of this ethereal darkness being because it's because we're seeing it from her perspective, what she's seeing, uh, yeah. and it has to be her. So like it's not actually him. The first time, uh, like that he's in like the attic, like you see he's a physical being. And I'm like, oh, okay, so like he's real, real. Yeah, he's okay. putting on a jacket. Again, like well, every, and like and, every and so that, and that encounter was different because she was unconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he wasn't like even having to paralyze her or anything. She was literally knocked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, good movie. I like his murder weapon. The, how it's That's taken cool, from yeah. a trophy yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like super sharp. I'm like, yeah, I thought the, that was fun. The way he kills the doctor is so it's like backwards, crazy yeah, to yeah. me. I just, I, I, I had nightmares about it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, just like killing all the ladies in the cell. Like, 
What a sequence. Straight up to um, science. Punching right through a stomach. I love, yeah. I love, I honestly love, like, the emotional intention. Like, like in the sense of what this film is. Like, the emotional intention of the, you know, he he's the reason you had all the miscarriages. And that being the thing that, like, anime propels her to, like, break free of the oh, paralysis. Dude, they and, have an and anime lock him in. mind battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then trap him in and, and have faked him out and trick him. And, like, I, I got you where you need to be now. Like, this is a... Uh, you watched OKKO enough. This is uh, yeah. TKO. Okay. Like, uh, like uh, put TKO back in the cell. Like, that's what happened. Like, it's, it's so good. This like, movie, I love yeah. it. This movie will never get a sequel. Uh, doesn't but need it. It doesn't need it. But, like, they leave it open. Like, sure. next time, I'll be ready because I have all of my powers yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, oh, I bought a sequel. <laughs> it's so silly. What's your, what time is your downward annoyed? Six? Six o'clock. We should probably. Tru- truthfully, true, true. truthfully, like, I'm a big fan of Insidious, but this is the kind of weirdness I wanted in Insidious because one of my biggest things, like, I really love those first two it's, Insidious it, films. To me I think they're super good, but my biggest problem yeah. with them is that they go into the place where people dream yeah. where the kids dreams and says he even had dreams about flying and it's just dark and spooky and like it's all scary everywhere and misty and i'm like that's not the only thing that they should encounter in the dream world they could certainly go there but it should also have some weird stuff and i wish more of this energy yeah. was in that so i'm i'm glad to get something that shows that james wan can yeah. play in um, that space uh final thing for me uh james wan directed a movie called dead silence and it's a ventriloquist oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. movie and it, it's it's much more in line with with like this. Sure. Um, and yes. I'm like, oh, I think I might want to revisit that evil ventriloquist movie now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we rate? Rate yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, ben, you went last. So sparks. Uh, yeah. I I I'm I'm somewhere between an eight point five and a nine. I guess I'll go with an eight point five. Like, it, there's not a lot. Like, knowing what the movie is supposed to do, it treats me well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm happy. I'm a hundred percent there with you. Eight point five. Uh, I I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad to have rewatched it, um, and just to see, like, oh yeah, they really just kind of lay everything out, and like, I think it's really Gabriel's fun. creature effects are super good. Love it. I, I'm serious. I hope he's a Dead by Daylight villain in the future. It's all I think pra- that'd be so practical. fun. That'd all be pretty practical. cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's oh, yeah. why. That's why it looks so good. Like, very much harkens back to the creature creation of Pumpkinhead. That's yeah. where that comes to mind for me. Um, ben, seven point five. Actually, it's higher than I thought you were gonna go. Oh well, no, I mean, I um, still there are parts of this movie I do not like, but. But like I said earlier, the reveal and with everything comes together, it makes it worth it. And it, the, there are some really good shots. There's really good, like you, you guys might, were talking about. You might need to watch this one again. I probably yeah. will we'll need to watch this one again. Um, uh, 5.5. No, 8.5. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you guys. 8.5. Yeah, I'm, sol- I'm solidly pleased. Yeah. So let's get into our book club. Doom. All right, Doom it is my book club this week. So me take it away. Uh, I did Doom Patrol Volume One: Crawling from the Wreckage. Uh, this is issues nineteen through twenty-five of the, of the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol run. Um, that's what's collected in that first trade. I recently started watching the Doom Patrol TV series, so I was like, I want to read some Doom Patrol. I've never, I've, I've only read the one, the Milk Wars this things. Is, this is actually nineteen through thirty-four over here. What? This is a this is book one. It's not just volume one. Crawling through the wreckage. This, this is a big collection book. Yeah. So it's nineteen through thirty four. We We're only talking about nineteen through twenty five. Yeah. No. No. There's another. There's another collection. That's the two thousand sixteen release. I was the yeah. original collection was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was just crawling through the wreckage. Yes, right. You know. I got you. Um. So what do we think about 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 Doom Patrol? Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, especially having watched the show. Yes. Yeah. Ben, uh, what do you think about this book? Not having not watched the show. Well, if I had actually read the right 
uh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was trying to find it because the, the place I go to read comics because I looked up Doom Patrol by Grant Morrison. Did you read this page with That's a Big Horse? Yes, I did okay. read that page with the big horse. Yeah, there's uh, a, on, on the site we use, there's something that says TP1. Yeah, you could but just click that. I it didn't have TP one there. It's all right. That's the thing. Because right. Grant because I was trying to find the one that was written by Grant Morrison because I didn't know Grant Morrison showed up halfway through the run of the book. To be fair, he does jump on an, on issue nineteen. Yeah. So like, 19. And it's course, technically not no, volume so one. So I googled it, and one of the things that popped up was like issues twenty six through thirty four, and even that's like two actual two separate stories in and of itself. So I read the first story thinking, okay, maybe this is the one I'm supposed to read. And it turns out to be not the one I was supposed to read. Well, how was it, Ben? Okay. How was uh, it, though? Either, so I read the the, um, the arc that deals with the painting that ate Paris. Uh-huh. And I can def- I definitely felt like this is a Doom Patrol. This is the crazy, bonkers, absurdist. Because the main villain of that one was Mr. Nobody, who's like this abstract, flat-looking character and who has this very eccentric style of speech that I was like, yeah, this is the def- uh, this is definitely a Doom Patrol s- type villain. Mm-hmm. And it was it was bonkers, but it was like it was Doom Patrol level bonkers that I can get behind and I really enjoyed it. I was like this is definitely like if you want something that goes into the weird. Like if you if if a Casey Casual says, I want to read something weird, not like, oh like tame weird. I want something that's like Whoa! Weird. This, uh, this is this is. Uh, I'm like, go to Doom Patrol. Dr- this is uh, tame compared to. I am, this is tame I compared more, to. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, never mind. I guess I haven't I read, more read a lot. I'm more familiar with Grant Morrison with his uh, Batman. There, sorry, th- thank you. There, um, their Batman work, um, and and Superman from Action Comics. So I have only read from this era of Grant Morrison a couple of Animal Man. So not so I have not read Doom, his Doom Patrol before, uh, nor this era of Grant Morrison. Uh, they're Doom Patrol. I know. Um, so it's. Uh, I was really excited to to visit this after watching the the TV show that it takes a lot of cues from from this. And I love a this. lot. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, I thought this was. Uh, it's an incredible. Sorry, Ben. It's an incredible introduction <laughs> of these <laughs> characters. If you haven't read Doom Patrol before, like it, it very effectively gets you on board with all of them very yeah. quickly, uh, onboarding you through them. Some of them you get like little origin moments, but some of them you don't. Um, it, it is it is always a problem. Uh, uh, could be a problem when you jump on, you know, a new creative team like on issue nineteen. They might not do like a fresh quote unquote reboot or whatever. Like it just continuing the story, so you have to jump right in. But, but this Morrison was a Morrison had the benefit that a major line wide event had just happened. Invasion, invasion. In this, uh, Morrison talks about how um, there's a great forward. They they yeah. talked about it in ahead of time, and like the person ahead agreed to kill or maim most of the Doom Patrol so they could start fresh. Yeah. Um, so in, so so he had so he was coming on after invasion and invasion even influences like they talk about the gene bomb um, from invasion. So I uh, I read issue eighteen of Doom Patrol to prepare myself for issue nineteen. Uh, not that it really mattered for this conversation, but I wanted to see uh, what what the book was like before. And it's Grant Morrison isn't doing anything new; he's just taking from what the characters were already doing. So yeah. like they. Uh, it, it's they. Thank you. Dang, I thought I'm, I'm so bad at this. Uh, they they yeah they're not. This is a really good book, but they're not doing their own thing. Like this is just taking off what Doom Patrol is already doing. Um, they just yeah. do it really well. Yeah, Doom Patrol. He has a, he has a line in this um, where he he has a he has a uh, issue twenty or the end of the trade has a has like an afterword from Grant Morrison mm-hmm. where he talks about um, they. they thank you um, that where, where they talk about um, how growing up they were more inspired by characters from the Doom Patrol because they're old characters. Right. Um, than, uh, than, than they were from, uh, like, Superman or Batman. So writing Doom Patrol was really important to write them 
as these misfits, these weird, these weird misfits, because mm-hmm. that's what that, that's what they connect to. That's what what Morrison wanted this to be a refuge for. Like, if you ever felt weird or different, this is the book for you. Right. Oh, Ben, did you know that that Remus is actually a lady and a man? Oh yeah, the, uh, Rebus uh, talked about that okay, in, cool. the, in the, the book. A lady, a man, and the negative force. Uh, and the negative force. The, all, the changes. The father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Like, the I changes know that, that, that that show has made mm. to Larry Trainer. Reading this shocked me. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. There's some things that I think the show does much better. Uh, uh, obviously, it, it has it comes from the inspiration, but like, I think the the realization of Jane's powers in the show is is done much better. I and just too. Have, you have so much more. Time you just have for it you too. have more time. Just like even like the character, there's not they change Jane's appearance more in the show than they do in the comic. Mm-hmm. Almost all of the characters that Jane turns into, except for like the giant the, uh, monster uh, uh, sphere. It's just Jane looks like Jane, so it's just like, oh, I'm Flint now. Oh, I'm this character now. Oh, I'm this character now. So like, the different uh, appearances could have helped, uh, but that's hindsight and having watched the show, of course. Yeah, there, there, there are things that I also agree. Like, I think what what they do with Larry, uh, mm-hmm. I, I prefer in the show than than here, and that could just be because I've watched the show. Oh, first. I actually, I I wish they did this because because it, it actually goes into like the like the like the gender stuff with man and female, and like that would make it really far more interesting. I think. Sure. Um, I don't know if I would trust anybody to handle this very well but i guess Man, it i trust do patrol has has i will say i will say that. like what i do think like the trade-off that we got real quick just because yeah. i don't want to talk too much about the show but i do know like having talked to other people who really like doom patrol and are queer it's really nice to have larry trainer have such a fraught and emotional love story that is queer focused because oh, yeah. that doesn't happen a lot especially in the superhero genre yeah it's true um so so i'm kind of cool that we at least got that trade-off yeah. i think we're not doing that we we yeah. we could have but the but the thing is like the way that they're tackling it here if it were to go too far into this direction is that the identity is lost so like that that emotional connection that love story wouldn't have been something that carried over because that's kind of like a new identity has become. Yeah, because Rebus because we see Rebus visit uh, the the in fiance of the woman. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, it's right. like you know, there's no real love connection. It's there. not. It's not. And the show, it's Larry Trainer has been changed by the negative spirit. And this, it is they they don't exist anymore. It right. is Rebus. Yeah. Um, I really like how this comic and Grant Morrison has. You know, always uh, one of the one of the things I really love about Graham Morrison are the crazy concepts, um, and and having like the idea that these scissor men are cutting people out of the panels mm-hmm. and putting them into this world that doesn't exist but does exist. Yeah, um, is really well visualized and like props to the artists. Like Graham Morrison's always worked with some of the best artists in the industry, um, and I, I love the art in this. Uh, how they yeah. do this, Cliff Steele. Um, uh, just it's I, I I just now that I've seen the show like I read just in Brendan Fraser's voice the entire time. Yes, I uh, do. And it it 100 works like that is a true a true representation of the character from the comic to the screen. Um, yeah. the way his interactions with Jane is so good and like it's just like the show like yeah like we're both broken people and I'm trying to help her and she can help me and blah 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 and like mm-hmm. I I all the stuff with like and I like that they incorporate stuff from the DC universe like it's in the same way that Swamp Thing was it's part of the DC universe but like it wasn't so it wasn't like oh we're talking to Superman every issue you know it just brought in stuff when it wanted to like Constantine yeah. and stuff uh, I like that it brings in like the guy who made the Metal Man like oh I'm gonna make you a better body cause because I feel bad. he 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 made Robot Man in mm-hmm. the original continuity as well as the Metal Man one of the things that I was I was really um, kind of a, a little tidbit from the from the show is that uh, Morrison couldn't use Constantine. And he wanted to, yep. and he wrote him into a script. They. So they, um, so they, 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 when they were like, 
can't use Constantine because we're we're doing that on Swamp Thing in his own title. We don't want to break the realism. So they just white out, I guess, Willoughby. Yep. <laughs> and it's always like that's Constantine. But there's another story in, in this as as well as like the, the Scissor Man story. There's one with um Jack the Ripper, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um It who, is Jack the Ripper. Yeah, it is Jack the Ripper. Um Dorothy is also in this. We are introduced to Dorothy early in this book in this book. Mm-hmm. Um the the what the the Jack character is really well visualized. He's in season two, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Jack. Yeah. There's a Jack yeah. Ripper episode in season two. I know. Yes, that is in season two. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's some really cool stuff in the in this with her with 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 Jack kind of like tormenting the Doom Patrol. I think that's all a lot of fun and. Um, Dorothy is a, a just a wonderful little character. Yeah, Dorothy's mm-hmm. a fun character with the the, the, the there's one. Like kind of, they have a they have a they have a story in this as well uh, in that trade where um, they have to deal with the fact that their imaginary friends are the red the red shoes the are red a metaphor shoes. for her going through her first oh, period. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I love, I love this design of this character. I forget I forget which imaginary friend the the, the crossword puzzle the newspaper tech that's such a cool design. And nowadays you do just you do just that as in a computer, but back then they had to like really go in there. Yeah, love the art. Yeah, I think the art's really great. Um, I think that that little story with Dorothy is really, really good, um, especially for like the time when it was written. They they adapt that idea very well, uh, I think, into season I, two of Doom Patrol. I hope we. I, they've done s- s- things similar to this, but I hope they just when they do the thing with Oswith with this like fake reality that the actual reality like that is so fun. That's such a cool concept, and like you just have to challenge the reality itself the to make sure it doesn't exist. Yeah, what's the what's the line that 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 Rebus beats them with? It's um like what's the question? Um, oh, how like can w- something exist and not exist and not exist or and something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like it's like a logic thing, and it's just like in this world, the but logic doesn't work the same way. But that's such a cool idea for a superhero book to tackle the idea that like this this like villain is beep with a logic question. Yeah, and like it's erased from existence because it just it logiced itself out of existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is a real is really cool. I love Grant Morrison. So when's Josh showing up in the show? Huh? Where's Josh at? Isn't Josh the caretaker of the I original Doom Patrol? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I was gonna right. say we met Josh. That's true. I forgot. Oh, cool. Because there's an original Doom Patrol and all that's that right, stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say I think we kind of did Osrith too with the Snow Globe. No, that's an actual story. Oh, that was that's a an actual thing. Because I remember them doing the question bit. Yeah. Uh, th- they might have. Ju- oh, they might have just combined the two stories. I think they did because I they did the up. question bit and yeah. it was like the unreality paradox thing because that's what the Doom Patrol was dealing with that's on the right. outside of it. Because yeah, I think so they, they mixed stories. it. Yeah. Because I definitely saw some images of like the, the Queen and King guys. Because that was the whole concept of like they were dealing with the religion that was written. That wasn't real. Oh my god! Yeah, and all that's that stuff. So yeah. Good. Oh Ben, you got to get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, right. Yeah, that's all. I, th- I th- it's a great book. I think I think Doom Patrol has been a blind spot in my in my DC Comics uh, archive. I'm really happy I was able to read this book, and yeah. I'm glad you all enjoyed it too. Definitely. Even though I didn't actually I read, read the issues I was supposed to, I still enjoyed it. And I was like, this is some like the art. Um, it's the same. It's the same arts throughout. So the way that the artist, I can't think of the name right now, but the artist is just like this is easily some beautiful convo art even when it's like crazy and abstract and you have these um these just insane looking panels like the one that uh, ryan showed me where it's like the fifth horseman of the apocalypse just breaks through the water or for, how for your issues it was simon bisley okay and john nyberg uh doing the inks yeah. Inky inks. it was it was gorgeous it was a very like this for, is for ours it wasn't as consistent uh. <laughs> still good still good work though oh no, uh, yeah. yeah no still good art yeah. uh yeah like the 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 scene with with Cliff Steele, like when he first meets Jane, 
Um, and she's painting, and it starts raining outside. And I'm like, oh my god, everything's horrible. It's it's like my painting's raining. Like, let's just go inside, Jane. Let's go right. And like, yeah. it just it's just like quiet little moments. We're so good while while having the giant crazy reality. Oh, all show. stories penciled by Richard Case, and then inks. Oh yeah, there's a specific thing that's yeah. like, uh huh. This one guy did it. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. Doom Patrol successful. Watch season three. It's out now. I'm trying to let's do it. Let's do it. Barks, it's your turn next week. Oh, you got something? He's reaching. He's reaching. Reach for the sky. We're all doing a little comic called Halloween Tales. Ooh, oh. that's Ooh. A, read that name for me. Uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll work on figuring out pronunciation. This go. is a uh, this is a French comic. Heck yeah! Is it, oh. is it an anthology? It's not. It's it, it's or in it's English. It is three stories. Cool. Uh, I love Halloween it. Tales. Three issues. Oh baby, Halloween season. It's just a nice. Yeah, it's we're a nice little. I guess we're starting our spooky book club. Spooky time. I mean, you don't have the to. Ne- well, the next time we cop. meet up, it's uh, officially October. Yeah, so I think we'll. I think probably I know us. We did this every. We did this every year. All of our books will be spooky related. Spooky, what? scary, scary for October. Um, okay, so that'll do it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, thank you everyone for doing this. Uh, I guess we just figured out we're doing Venom. Let there be carnage. Probably two next weeks. Week. Two came. <laughs> come out two weeks early. Um, yeah. So so that's will probably be the next episode. But we'll Catch we're gonna play here or maybe don't. We're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna how the reviews are. Play it by ear. We'll see. Um. You know, it's not it's not a very fun kick a movie. I mean sometimes it can be. Sometimes. Um, so that'll do it. So thank you to everyone who watches who's watching who's been watching this throughout. Thank Thanks. you to everyone who watched the replay and listens to uh, the audio. I'm so sorry the audio was late this week. I had a hell of a week. Um, but you can check out other shows such as, you know, there's some more audio shows. Of course, there's Conversation, which is a show that I do where I talk about podcasters. Uh, one more episode of the season, uh, and then it's going to go, and I'm sad about it, but, uh, you know, I have to. Um, but the episode is up now, which is linked below, is with Travis Alexander from the Kaiju Weekly Podcast, and the last episode will be Michael Hamilton from the Kaiju Weekly Podcast, so you got two for there. Screonk. Uh, you know, if you like this video and you subscribe to this channel, you get some other shows, you get some other cool shows, such as Fickner's Watch. There are two Fickner's Watch happening right now. There's What If. There's a What mm. If in the description. Um, and there is a Star Trek Lower Decks um, Fickner's Watch that I do with Cookie from Just a Little Podcast and Michael Carls from Downright Annoyed. You have um, episodes uh, of those out this week? Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Of course, there's Basement Arcade. A lot of really fun stuff coming from Basement Arcade, guys. Um, True. You're going to want to be watching Basement Arcade. There are spooky games on the horizon. Yeah. yeah spooky um, games where I'm going to get scared shitless. I am Hopefully. excited that that uh, show is coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm ex- just going to make Watch Ben... Make Ben watch Malignant four times. Please don't make me watch Malignant four times. You know, times. I'm not on every basement arcade, but I'm always excited excited to see what we do. And, and I'm even more excited for especially one that I'm part of. Yeah. Um, which I think we had a good episode. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about, too. And of course, there's Basement Arcade Pause Menu, which is Ben's show. Yeah. There is there is episodes up now. You can find mm-hmm. them audio and visually mm-hmm. um, in its own playlist. And there's a new episode coming, Ben. Oh, yeah. There's uh, one coming with uh, my uh, friends from RK Attack over in England. And I just recorded one last night with uh, Synth Spaces. He's Hell in Australia. Yeah. I got another one planned for next weekend. Oh, yeah. And I'm still waiting for someone else to write me back and let me know when she's available. Because I've been really looking forward to have her on the show and talk about it. Hit at that. That's really exciting. Um, is the Basement Arcade Quarterly's coming soon, or are we waiting? <laughs> uh, I think we're waiting. To I, be I, determined. I, we'll talk about this off air, but yeah. I, I kind of have a plan about how I want to do that. Cool. Um, so stay tuned for that. And of course, there's the Fake Book Club, and there's Animation Station. Uh, latest episode of Animation Station is uh, Adventure Time: Distant Lands Obsidian. You can probably look forward to more Animation Station coming soon. Uh, we we talked about doing Star Wars Visions as an Animation Station 
Um, so you can uh, obviously we'll be finishing Adventure Time Distant Lands. Yep. Sparks and I, um, Ben, we and I have had an idea for one that we might hijack yeah. your, your I, show. I, I want to hijack. I, wanna, I still want to talk about that. That yes, we're gonna hijack. So it, uh, we like that idea I'm a lot. Assuming this is Ducktales. No, no, it's the um. But it, it, but we can do Ducktales. I guess here. we could do Ducktales. No, it, it would be the, the 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 Saturday morning cartoon blocks. Yeah. Oh right. Um. All right, so stay tuned for a lot of that cool stuff. We put out a lot of cool stuff. Um, we, we I think, anyway. Um, no, so we do. You're right. Make sure to subscribe and find it all. Thank you. I love you. Um, think, uh, we, you know, there's still a pandemic, so get some masks. Craft of IZ is still putting up masks um, for us. We uh, got a logo on them. You can also get them on Public, but I, I prefer the ones that we get from <laughs> that we make ourselves. Um, you can find those links below, and you can find our Patreon. Okay, news about Patreon real quickly. I'm going to end the, the exclusive shirts. I'll tell you guys why off, off air. Mm. Um, but uh, it will be relaunched in January. We'll, mm. we'll start again with the Don't um, with the don't Be a Dick shirt, and I will uh, get those Stephen King shirts out uh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I can. Uh, but because I'm so late on those and I have to find new people to, to do this, mm. um, it's just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to put it on hold for a sure. bit. Sure. All right. So they will return. That's a good. Yeah, news. Yeah, will return because I I really want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course there. But you know, you, you can find shirts on T Public. There's a lot of shirts on T Public. Um, and there's masks and there's mugs and there's a lot of cool stuff on T Public. So check out both those links are below. And you can find our website at www.fakenerpodcast.com. You can find writings that we've done. Uh, Sparks's. S- uh, Space Jam article is not up yet. I don't know why you have you've been on the show the past four episodes. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell, man? You, you liar. You said. <laughs> you know, I didn't write this for anybody but me. And when Listen, I'm ready to, it. I'm ready to be done with it and put it up. Then it'll go up. Listen, I get it. Mm-hmm. Art's hard. Um, and all of course, all those links and all of our shows are there on that website. Um, thank you to everyone listens. Thank you to everyone watches the the live sh- the live recording. Thank you to everyone watches the replay. Um, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci who did all the music you heard tonight and all the music today and all the music you you've heard um you've heard on every show that we've done. Um, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards and of course his podcast Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes and Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. Mike Matola is a cool guy. He does our logo for it's the Fickner Podcast, for the Fickner Book Club. He made that thing right up there, the, uh, up in that corner. That they can't see? That they can, that they, these two can't see. It's our logo. That's there's up, a, there's no, one that, up there. That they can't see. The people in the, in the TV. No, he's talking about it. the Fickner logo. Oh. Not the Mike Matola art that no. is on the wall. No, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the, lo- I'm talking okay, about the that logo one. that's up there on the screen that ah, these two ah, can't ah, physically ah, see. Ah. Got it. But Let's yes, there is Mike Matola art that you can't see. That's up there. Can Audience it. members I can't, can't see. see it. All right, so they, you know you can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fakner Podcast. Uh, Fakenerguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, you can find me feverishly finishing Metroid Fusion and also burning through Dune because I need to do that at Ben Magnet Twenty Seven on Instagram and Twitter, and also. We talked a lot about video games earlier today for the Nintendo Direct. If you love old school video games, you should totally check out oldschoolgamermagazine.com where I write about old school video games. My latest one is about finding what is old is new again. That article is still up right now. A new one is coming eventually. Ryan. Uh, You can find me going live in nine minutes at DJ Tony Snark on another channel. And Sparks. You can find me... Still reading a bunch of Dune. <laughs> ben and Jezzer. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S B A R K Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, oh, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review. Get us greatly appreciated. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Until next week, guys. Stay safe.